Welcome back to another episode of Two Can't Keep a Secret, a Pretty Little Liars recap podcast. My name is Jay, and I am here today with my co-host, AJ. AJ, how you doing? I'm doing great, Jay. It's a good day. Not to date us, but yesterday was the Super Bowl, and yeah. I don't care about the LA Rams or the Cincinnati Bengals. They just ain't my teams. Comma, but the halftime show shut it down. My people showed up and showed out. It was a good night. And it just the, carried over to today. The halftime show was amazing. Like oh, I, I yes. usually zone out watching any football game or mm-hmm. any sports event that isn't the Olympics. Um, Understood. But I, there's no zoning out when you have an, an like a lineup like that. Not the athletes. The halftime show. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Like I feel the athletes. Like I don't care. I feel like if you told people, "Hey, you're watching Super Bowls. You're going to be watching." Dre, 50, Snoop, Mary, Kendrick, um, Slim perform, or you're going to watch the Bengals versus the Rams. They're like, oh, one's all right, but one's, oh, that's star power. <laughs> right. And it's not the one with animals in their names. Snoop Dogg. Names. <laughs> As in, there is one animal that is Snoop Dogg in the name. And then there's the Bengals and the Rams. Hmm. It's not okay. that. Understood. So, so you're saying if some something like the Patriots were there, it would have been okay. No. Like the Patriots versus the then Rams. Then I'd make a different joke. Ah, okay. <laughs> there's a joke for every occasion. Anything to make sure you're not coming off the funny one, Jay. <laughs> well, there goes my chance at stand-up comedy. Just <laughs> Michael from 20-somethings Austin. That was, I think his name was Michael. I couldn't tell you. I watched that a long time ago. I just knew Jacob Jones was on it for half a second talking about his bathroom habits. I did not get the reference. There's a guy on 20-somethings Austin who moved from LA to Austin, Texas to do stand-up comedy. That feels like the opposite direction you go. Correct. But- and then he just made jokes about wanting to kill himself. So um, obviously nobody laughed. I won. Well, yeah, I won. I mean, they weren't funny jokes about wanting to kill himself either. There are some depressing comedians that I'm like, your set is depressing, but it's also funny. Right. There's a way to make the joke not appealing, but relatable in a way where it's like, oh, you know, that's an exaggerated version of what I can imagine a human being feeling. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, Ha ha! Wouldn't it be funny if I jumped in front of a car right now? And it's like no, because I care. That about would you. not be funny. I don't even know you, and that wouldn't be funny. Right. So if you're listening to this, we care about you. We love you, and we hope that you continue to want to live to see another day. Keep on fighting, and if you need someone, reach out to Jay. I I have lots of resources for mental health. I can help you get in touch with. I'm also a certified professional. I co-sign. It's not as good as words. <laughs> I give the spiel a lot because I care about a lot of people and I want to help them. Um, and also, it's 
literally my job. So yeah. On a lighter note. Like dealing with children that runs around and being annoying. Yeah, but that's what kids do. If we learned anything from Pretty Little Liars, before you're 18, you're just annoying running around doing nonsense. I will say not all the 18 year olds that, well, not 18 year olds, under 18 year olds I see on the show, not all of them are annoying. Okay, there's Mona too. (laughs) And I wasn't even talking about Mona. Oh, and Toby. <laughs> Toby Kavanaugh. Um, but circling back, we were talking about sports and I mentioned the Olympics. You did. And I came up with a little quiz or game for you. I like games. Well, pause, depending on the game. It's more of a quiz. Mm, not as much of a fan of those. My like, quiz average is probably like a, a low C. All right, well, do you want to give this uh, Iceland Olympics quiz a go? See if you can get that C average. I love the Icelandic people. The Icelandic people are top tier. So is that a yes? Uh, That was my version of a yes. Amazing. (laughs) So for those of you who don't know, at the time of recording this, we are currently uh, in the middle of the couple of weeks that are the the 2022 Beijing Olympics um and as many country as with many countries Iceland has decided to attend every year countries send in a number of athletes to the Olympics every four years really or every two years depending on if it's summer or winter and uh Iceland has decided to attend AJ for one point how many Icelandic people have attended the Olympic Games as competing athletes. As competing athletes. Just because like someone could come from Iceland to watch the games. I don't know. I don't know how many tourists there are, but I know how many athletes they brought. Can I get um, more information? Depends. What is the information you see? How many people from the U.S. have came to compete? I would like to just like see for size reference. All right. There are 224 athletes attending the 2022 Winter Games in Beijing. And can I ask a second question? What's the current population of Iceland? Of the great nation of Iceland? (laughs) Um, That would be approximately 370,000. So 370,000, there was 200 from the US. 224. 224 but there also got to be some fairness like you can't just have like one country just blow you out just because they have a lot more people than you like that'd be so unfair so i'm and also don't forget that it depends on the climate of the country depends on how much money they have in order to train their athletes there's a lot like someone from us like australia is a bad example um but someone from madagascar has a lot less opportunity to learn how to ski perhaps, than someone living in the Swiss Alps. I, I, I get that. I get that. Because, you know, one's a cold place and one's not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you an extra point. There's a bonus point. Ooh, bet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I will say that gives credence to my opinion. And I'm going to say at least 10. Can I have an exact number? Okay. Nine. AJ, you are yes. incorrect. Boo. There are Boo. 
competing in the 2022 Olympic Games from Iceland. I thought Iceland was cold. Greenland is the one that is typically colder. Listen, colder does not mean you're warm. Like, I can happily say, like, oh, you know, Virginia is not as cold as Maine, but that don't mean Virginia's hot. (laughs) It is in the summer. All right. So... (laughs) How many sports are these athletes competing in? So there's five competing. I was about to say there's 10. So there's five competing. And then you have stuff like the, the, the things that require more than one person. So I'm going to guess four. They're competing in four things. No, scratch it. Three. They're competing in three things. No, can people double up in the Olympics? I don't watch the Olympics, so I don't know. Um. I'm going to need an answer. I asked the question. Can people double up? <laughs> what do you mean by double up? You said like that... do more than one sport. Oh, I thought you meant like can two athletes compete in the same? No, can like just because you're doing track, you can also do. Um, I mean, it depends. You know, Have you gymnastics. trained them on an Olympic level in that sport? I don't see why you can't. But would they? And I don't see why you can't. I. I mean, I think the answer is it depends because I think about um, Michael Phelps and he competed in several different swimming events that were all swimming. Oh, so wait, are you asking me how many events or sports? How many sports and then how many events? Okay, 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 so that's different. So I'm guessing three sports Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna say seven events. AJ, yes. are incorrect uh, you know these open-ended answers are like not to my benefit like where's the multiple choice where's the true and false um they, <laughs> where's the fill in the blank <laughs> they competed in two different sports ah for bonus points can you name at least one of them so i'm going so in honor of the great marai i will have to say one is figure skating Okay. Am I right or wrong? Tell me when you're done guessing. I also think in honor of the other um, Big Brother contestant celebrity, I can wait, do Lolo Jones bobsled or no? I think she was at least trying out for the bobsled team. Okay, so I'm going with ice skating and bobsledding. AJ, you are incorrect. How many events are there in the snow besides skiing? Is skiing one of them? I tried to give you a hint earlier by mentioning skiing. There are two different kinds of skiing. There's cross-country skiing and there's alpine skiing. I don't like this energy. um, (laughs) They competed in both. Um, The number of events, I believe, is, I want to say, two. Um, But they also had several um mm-hmm. like trials beforehand because you had to qualify qualifying rounds because you had to qualify just because qualify? you make it to the olympics doesn't mean that you qualify for the final did iceland qualify how many medals did iceland receive at in in their two events i'm guessing zero you know what bump it I AJ, say they, they sucked you <laughs> are correct you now have two points because listen iceland point for saying medal. morocco is hot <laughs> and the selves are cold. 
<laughs> Thank you. I, I, I earned that. That was a hard pull. First, you had to know where Morocco was. <laughs> you did. And do you know what it is near? What, what fictional line? Fictional line? Imaginary. Uh, invisible. Is it the equator? Yeah, it's the equator. Bet. Okay, I was like, okay, okay, I was like, wait. I was like, technically it's imaginary in the same way that gender is imaginary, like we made it up. Or like numbers. Yeah. You heard it here first, math is fake. That's why Ezra teaches English. Pause, let me tell you something. As someone whose best subject in school was math, I'm oh, thoroughly affected. About you. Oh, yeah. Oh, the math month. Why yeah. didn't you do my math homework? Uh, listen, Jay. I barely did my math homework. <laughs> you know, that's that's valid. Same here. When I did do my math homework, it's not like I got any of them right. So no, see, I did. That's why I barely did it. Cause I was like, I'm good at this. <laughs> I tried for a long time. And then in in college, mm -hmm. um, I had a math teacher or math professor who I would raise my hand and try to ask questions because I I don't know, was trying to learn how to do math. And she'd be like, Yes, Hermione Granger, you have something else to share with the class. And I was like, that's disrespectful. And she was like, "Well, I'm pregnant, so I can't always control my temper." And I was like, and "That's I'm not angry. an excuse. I, That's not an excuse. Who, who is you?" And then she named her baby something really stupid, like Apple or something. I don't know. Apple. She was a white lady, like a white hipster lady. Oh, why are you being disrespectful? Like, in my humble opinion, well, I guess hipsters can be disrespectful. I thought you said hippies at first, didn't register hipsters. No. She reminds me of someone who would... Shout out to the non-disrespectful hipsters out there. Truly. I don't think they're <laughs> calling themselves hipsters anymore, though. Like, I, I believe that they are not, but I am not up to date with hipster culture, so I do not know your current name. If you if you know what current hipster, the current equivalent of a hipster is in uh, Gen Z slang, please send it in. We want to know. Curious and, minds. And I do not like when people at me, but you can at me with this. <laughs> please at AJ, his Twitter uh, handle is VKidNorris. You had that ran down, didn't you? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh. Uh -huh. I always know who to at when I want to embarrass myself. Listen, I remember at one point in time, you didn't know my Twitter ad, and it was not that long ago. I was <laughs> on a podcast. I was talking excitedly. And I was like, is it the AJ Norris? Because I always think of you as the AJ Norris, okay? Well, I appreciate that because I am the one and only the true AJ Norris. All other AJ Norrises, I'm sorry, y'all are inferior. Um, <laughs> the, here's, a, here's a tip, a secret. Top, yeah. tip, top, tippity secret for our listeners. The A and J and AJ stand for awesomely joyful. Oh, I appreciate that. Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Like how many, how many podcasts are we going to do where like we just spend anywhere between 10 to 20 minutes just not talking about the show when we start Every the single podcast? one. <laughs> but um, like, I feel like the people came for Pretty Little Liars and they stayed for, um, you know, Icelandic, which they should and um, whatever else we spoke about. <laughs> AJ. Yes. In in cross-country skiing in the men's 30k ski-a-thon yeah this is the final question uh that is the event in which the men placed highest out of any other they had the highest placement out of all the icelandic athletes 
What was the placement of the highest Icelandic athlete in the men's 30K skiathon? I'll give you a hint. They stopped counting after 60. Were they 60? No. Oh, I'll give dang. you another chance for free. Um, okay, can, can, can you give me a hint? Higher or lower? I mean, well, they placed higher oh. because I know the number. <laughs> I have a number for you, AJ. So oh, it's, dang. So it's below 60. 37. You are closer. It was 29th. Ah, dang it. I was right there. So they did make have... it in the top half. You know what? That's my accomplishment. I am a top half human being. And let me tell you. Yes. There are hundreds of thousands, if not millions, if not billions of people <laughs> who didn't even qualify for the Olympics. So all five of those athletes are more athletic than me. Wait, they were on the same team? All five of the Icelandic athletes were all on the Iceland team. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Dang. AJ. What's up? Tell me if you're joking. No, I'm, I'm being serious. The country itself competes as a team. Like all the Americans, oh, no matter what sport, they're the American. I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Like, I mean, I there are like there to... are teams like the basketball team, yeah. for America, but like they also are Team America at the. They're Olympics. more of representatives. But like they're called like Team USA. <laughs> you know, you got me there. You do have me there. <laughs> AJ. <laughs> And that's our show, everyone. <laughs> Tune in next week for AJ quizzing me on something he knows about because he Googled and I know nothing about because I did not. Um, do I need to quiz you on Dr. Dre? Not right now, but... Yeah. Oh, okay, bet. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I heard you mention that we're podcasting about a show. That's why I'm here. Oh. <laughs> Well, um, <laughs> I guess we should get into it. Uh, this, how, wait, pause. Jay, how yeah. many listeners do you think we lost? All of them. <laughs> like, like, Hi, Dan not, <laughs> That's our not, one listener. Not for the fact that, like, we went on tangent, but because we specifically talked about the Olympics for so long. <laughs> Listen, you can have varied interests. People mm. can like multiple things at once. Mm. I, for example, like cats. My cat, specifically the animal, not the musical. And I also like my friend AJ. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, that's not, not okay. Okay, you can like me. All right, I take that. <laughs> there you go. Um, See, I just can't like something consistent. Like something else got to mess something up. <laughs> that's fair, but sometimes you gotta look past that. Um, this week we are. I've been hurt too many times. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna. <laughs> I'm trying to get us back on track here. You just opened the doorway for me. You expect me not to walk through? Listen, just because the door is open doesn't mean your your button. Then what's the purpose of a door? All right, the door is unhinged now, and we are talking about season one, episode. Can we four. put up like those little beads since the door is now unhinged, and we can just a like pretty little liar <laughs> called To Kill a Mocking Girl, based on. Um, that's not the episode we're on. 
Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No. Oh, it's can you hear me now? Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Jay! Jay! <laughs> Jay! I'm pretty little liars. We are covering season one, episode four. Can you hear me now? Felipe, you can cut out the part where we were like yelling over each other, but like keep the part where Jay messed up. <laughs> anyway, AJ, do you know what that title is referencing? Um, can you hear me now on Verizon? You are correct. In the early 2000s, Verizon had a commercial where uh, a guy would be in a random location trying to connect with someone on the other side of the phone, make a phone call, and he would say, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? And somehow it is still a pop culture reference that even the teenagers that I teach still know the reference and still know that it's a Verizon reference, which I think is weird because they were all you... born after 2000. Listen, you're like, they're all born at 2000. People born at 2000 are full blown adults at this point in time. Like they can like, right, but like some they of can them go out born... Ezra and it's only like somewhat weird and not like, oh, this is illegal. Yeah, but some of them were born after Katrina. Yeah. And they know this reference. It's weird to me. Because, like, they know that, but they don't know who Avril Lavigne is. Well, listen, people born after Katrina could drive, so. I know. Anyway. The person, the next time you had a stoplight, look at the person to your left, and then look at the person to your right, and be like, one of them are probably born after Katrina. (laughs) (laughs) Just let that sink into you. What's the good? Stop making me feel old. That's my entire job. (laughs) Your whole job is to make me feel whiter than I already am. Oh, you you know what, that too. (laughs) Um, This episode was a little weird, a little different than all of our other episodes. It was the most meh episode, in my humble opinion. Yeah, the energy was weird. The pacing was a little weird. But maybe Um, also the second most important, if not the most important episode so far. Yeah, but, like, there's no point in me asking you, like I do at the end of every episode, like, what's your favorite message from A? Because A really only sent, like, one message. Um, And then, like, there's no Detective Wilden at all. Which, which honestly, I think made the show a lot better. Well, pause. I just said this was supposed to be an episode. Maybe we need more Detective um, Darren in our life. Oh, you're on a first-name basis with this cop now? Yeah. What's good? (laughs) <laughs> but just listen because... i like to know my murderer's name that's right all cops I... are what that's i still yours. think he is the most likely person to have killed allison that's right all cops are what i'm a Bastard. big fan of thinking that he killed allison I, that is my leading theory and i'm still with it it has not changed i thought it was going to change episode by episode, it has not. It is still that man. That man is the murderer, and I believe it full heartedly. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't even show up this episode. He didn't get a paycheck, but he still killed her. Listen, once you murdered, like that's on you forever. Like that, yeah, that's in the past. Like your soul is haunted for the rest of time. Especially if you kill someone like Allison. Allison ain't gonna give that up. <laughs> I, I thought you were. You meant like because she was like young and like had so much life to live, and you're like, no, because she's a bitch. <laughs> Allison just sucks. If anyone's gonna haunt you, it's Allison. Dur- <laughs> like I'm not, like, listen, I'm not going to be like, hey, murder me. I do not want to be murdered, comma. But um, no, if you comma do, and 
I'm not trying to get killed here, Jay. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if I want to spend my time like haunting somebody. Like that just seems like a sad existence. Yeah, if I get if once I die, I just want to be dead. I just want to vibe. I just want to vibe it after life. <laughs> yeah, just like body in the ground. There's nothing left for me in the afterlife. I just want pure like rest. I didn't get enough rest in this lifetime. Let me rest for the rest of eternity. Understood. <laughs> I hope you get that. On. Um, <laughs> what is this note, podcast? This podcast isn't morbid at all. Felipe has fun in the editing room. Um, he's going to have to make this sound coherent somehow. I'm sorry. We, we Would you like me sorry. to see Macarena for you, Felipe? <laughs> I can't do it on podcast. We, we're going to get like copyrighted or something like that. I don't know. Okay, you're right. So even though Detective Wilden was not in this episode, we were not cop-free because Rosewood is never cop-free despite being the whitest town that I've seen in a long time. And I live in a very white town. Um, And that's because this episode starts with Hannah Marin watching her mom talk to a cop in their car. Yeah. and she's like kind of watching from the bushes. She's not like in the bushes, but she's like next to the bushes. Um, and the policewoman drives away. And then Hannah goes up to her mom. And mm. her mom is obviously super annoyed because the police are at their house again. She thought yeah. she got rid of them. Yeah. But Hannah, what did she do? She wrecked her boyfriend's car that she stole at a party when she was drunk driving. Like honestly, Hannah was completely in the wrong. Like I am upset with Hannah. Like I don't. I am a Hannah fan. I think we've been through this. But like when you're wrong, you're wrong. And Hannah, you are in the wrong. You need to be um, reprimanded. Are you sure though? Because she says that she didn't total Sean's car and that it can still be fixed. Honestly, Jay, let me say something. If she if she pulled the white woman tears, I would have been so out of on Hannah. But I feel like she was genuinely a step away from that. <laughs> I feel like she was gonna pull it on her mom not on the police because i feel like she would genuinely have a nervous breakdown like every all the other girls say that hannah would be the quickest to break which well, is why pause, but I, me you know that's not true honestly I, I i genuinely full-heartedly believe hannah's the last one to break so i have a theory that Tell me a theory. hannah before ali was murdered would have been the first to break no, because we've seen many times, and Hannah has brought it up, like, I wanted to tell the people about this situation, and y'all told me no, and now that I'm not allowed to tell you, none of us are saying anything. Right, but I'm saying before Allie was murdered, she yeah. would have been the first to break, and Allie was killed, or disappeared, and she turned into the new Queen Bee with Mona, and something changed in her, and like you said, she sort of became this girl who's like, you had your chance to tell him. You didn't tell him. Now no one's going to tell him. No, like, no, I don't think nothing going to change. I just think that's how it should be. <laughs> like, Listen, I believe I was, I was the one pounding Trump on this podcast saying they should go to an authoritative figure. I have said it's that so multiple Tana. times. And I believe Tana was right. Right. But y'all want to keep a secret. So we're going to keep a secret. <laughs> and you know what, you know what we say here? Um, don't lie to your parents. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what you were setting up and I refused to step through that door. <laughs> oh, so that door you won't go through. Nope. <laughs> um, 
And Ashley, Hannah's mom is like, there's nothing I can do to fix this. There's no other cops I can sleep with. I'm not a lesbian. I'm not even high. Because <laughs> there was a police woman in the car. Like, um, I, I just think Hannah's mom is like, I, I've done everything I can. I probably spoiled you too much now that you think you can just like, you know, wreck someone's car and everything be okay. I think Hannah's one step away from military school. Except Honestly, that her mom can't pay for it. Honestly, Jay, I would have been sitting here. <laughs> well, I couldn't send them to military school because, like, what do I look like? I would have sent her to her grandparents. I've been like, Mm-mm, you're going to your grandparents. I don't think her grandparents would have been treating her the same way. Listen, I know. Um, you sent him to as- your grandparents. To your. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, listen. Not to I'll her grandparents. My- I'll see you to my grandma, and she's going to set you straight. <laughs> That's all I want to say. All right, we will keep your grandma's ways secret. Um, so it, this is also the first time that we see the outside of Hannah's house. And Hannah's house is freaking huge. So Hannah has no siblings. So we have to assume that her mom, her dad, and Hannah lived in this house, which is like, honestly, it looks like it's three stories. It looks like it has an attic. So like can a third I, story. I... And, it lo- and it looks like it probably has like five or six bedrooms. I'm not gonna lie, Jay. It just became canon in my head. Um, Hannah's mom is currently prote- pregnant with Detective Weldon's baby. It is canon in my head. Um, you made that I statement, and, and I believe it. <laughs> I I can see the show going that direction. The moment, the moment Hannah's mom stand up to that detective, she's gonna find out she's pregnant with that man's baby. <laughs> God forbid. I think do this show not give us that energy. It it does, but also like I can't remember if this was on against like Secret Life of the American Teenager, which is really a show about pregnancy. Like everyone is pregnant. Oh. I feel like that show was also secretly evangelically like an evangelical Christian show, but I never watched it. I just got that vibe. My sister loved that show. I, I literally know nothing about it except for uh, what's her name was on it. The girl from Divergent. There's only one thing that I know about it and that there is a scene where a character, I think she's a minority, but I can't be sure, but she was like walking down the salt sidewalk and Adele was playing in the background. Nice. Yeah. I also have walked down the sidewalk and Adele played in the background. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a really freeing spirit. Like You feel like the baddest person in the world. And the rain starts falling down. Oh, we are talking about two different Adele versions. <laughs> Oh, it was Hello that was playing in the background because everyone was playing it in their car with the windows down, screaming it for like a solid uh, six months. See, the show was, it was rolling in the deep. Mm, that's a power move. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking, yeah, because it would have been early Adele. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Hannah's parents, or Hannah's mom now, I guess, has this huge, huge, huge car, uh, our house, this huge house. Mm-hmm. and we know she has money troubles and i'm just like why haven't they moved to a smaller place they have money troubles yeah didn't you we talked about this because like her mom was on the phone like a couple episodes back she's like like we'll talk about the loans later blah blah blah. honestly i'm sorry audience it's been a couple weeks since we recorded i did not remember that <laughs> i did not we've also that. talked about it before so like you did know but you just forgot <laughs> So it's okay. like it sounds like I forgot. <laughs> Listen, if I'm not on top of it, I will just forget everything. 
Listen, that's why I take notes of the entire plot because I can't trust what I'm, if I just write my, rea- my reactions, I don't know what it's for. Yeah, I just write down my reactions and sometimes it's just a sound. <laughs> we love that. Um, and so after Hannah and her mom have this little like disagreement, they're fighting a little bit. Um, she goes to meet up with the other girls and they basically mm. start asking Hannah about how much trouble she got in. And Hannah says that her her mom and Sean's family and her and Sean are all being grown up and mature about it. And they're going to figure out a way to work things out. And nobody's really mad, which I don't think is necessarily true because well, I you're the pissed. police at Hannah's house. I would have been so mad. Like, honestly, Jay, I... I... I don't know if I said this last time, but if I was Sean, I would have dumped her. I would not like her. She, she I, like, stole honestly, his car and was drunk driving and crashed it. And crashed it. Like, yeah, and crashed it. <laughs> like, he, he, like I, I, I get there's lines, but like, also, like, she crossed the line with him earlier in the day. So, like, it would have been done with. I'm like, I can't do this right now. Like, I don't know what state you're in right now, but obviously, we're not in a state where we can be together. So, I would be very upset. They're in Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, it, definitely in that state you can't be together. <laughs> not, not if you're cousins. Just kidding. Um, I'm from the South. I got to make a joke at the North eventually. Um, so Listen, we're not trying to alienate our North listeners, but if we get no, more no, Icelandic no, listeners. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then Aria decides to change the subject because it's no fun talking about Hannah not getting in trouble. Um, and so she starts to explain that they're going to make a new memorial for Allie and it's going to be a bench with a pathway of little art tiles in the middle of town. And honestly, it sounds like a nice little memorial, um, especially for like a super small town. Um, and Hannah says that she's been holding on to Allie's bracelet since they found it. And it's starting to make her feel a little nervous, um, I guess, because they found it in the woods after someone was supposedly spying on them no that is a dead girl's bracelet i would not touch that <laughs> like <laughs> i wouldn't touch that with a stick let alone hold it on me for multiple days like hannah made the right decision yeah but i think but like it's weird because like maya lived longer in Allie's house mm-hmm. with Allie's stuff and pictures and- of Allie on the wall then Hannah's been holding on to this bracelet, and Hannah is so freaked out. Listen, I don't remember much, but I do remember I was firmly against the fact that Maya was living there and not moved her stuff. So it was no, weird. I agree. I agree with you, but I'm just saying, like, it's a little weird that, like, Hannah, who actually knows the girl, is like, oh my gosh, I don't want to hold on to this. Maybe the only other thing is maybe she thinks she's that, also like, being terrorized by this girl. And also, maybe, like, she thinks the police will think that she had something to do with it because she has Allie's bracelet. That's mm, also mm, a mm, mm. You were friends. Y'all made each other stuff. It's not weird that you have it. But, like, <laughs> but, like, it could be, but, like, if Detective Wilden is sleeping with your mom and snooping around your house, like, I understand being nervous. But anyway. we've been said that he's not a good detective. Like, right. every, like, what you would bring would not hold up in a court of law. I agree, but, like, I understand still being nervous because there is an evil man living in my home. Honestly, he will put no fear in me. Like, honestly, he would not scare me at all. Honestly, he should be scared of me. I will punk that man out. (laughs) Yes. Let's put you and Detective Bolden into like BB celebrity fights or whatever. (laughs) 
Well, Chappelle do the commentary. It'll be great. <laughs> well, um, so she passes it. the bracelet on to Spencer because Spencer has no fear. Um, <laughs> she should. <laughs> she should. Um, Listen, and- Jay, I'll take on a grown-ass man, but that bracelet. <laughs> Ooh, I don't believe in ghosts, but I believe in evil. Um, and so Spencer says, you know what? There's nothing that A can do to get us in trouble with the police without us doing something that would get us in trouble anyway. Uh, and A can't get us in trouble without A, like, showing that they are doing something wrong too. So they're going to get in trouble if we get in trouble. So let's just put an end to this whole situation. So she takes out her laptop um, and she says that she's going to ban any messages from people she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And she says, screw A. And all the girls agree and ban any unknown numbers, any messages from unknown numbers, any calls from unknown numbers. And I think that's a pretty brave thing to say. Like, honestly, I feel like Ace is that person that is willing to risk it all. Like, it's just, just for my, like, little um, interactions with the letter. And, like, also, if you know someone's watching you and you're going to be like, screw you, A, which is the equivalent of what you can get away with on, like, ABC Family, like, in terms of language, mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, maybe giving the, essentially the ABC Family middle finger to the person that's stalking you isn't the hot idea that you think it is. Honestly, I think, and I think I've been a big proponent of this. I will say this until I can't say it no more. Go to an authoritative figure. <laughs> that's all. Okay, but the authoritative figure in town is Detective Wilden. Uh, Detective Wilden is a detective that's not even good at his job. There is other authoritative figures. Like, I haven't met the principal yet. That's an authoritative figure. He they all seem like they have it. good moms. They might be a good Wait, what's up? I said he hired Ezra Fitz. Listen, he's a young white man in the small town in Pennsylvania that just got a degree in English. Like, on paper, I don't see... Um, I can understand how he got hired. Yeah, but I don't understand how he kept his job. He's keeping his job. Uh, you know what? That's a valid question. Especially after this episode. <laughs> we'll get to it later. Um, yeah. So... Speaking of Mr. Fitz, I would like to just say real quick, uh, we haven't even reached the theme song yet. <laughs> we have not. <laughs> Mr. Fitz is riding bike on his is riding his bike, and he rides past them. And Hannah and Spencer decide to catcall their teacher. Oh, that's uncomfortable. Um, you are children. Um, Literally. and also don't catcall people. Like that's um creepy. Yeah, first of all, don't catcall anyone. Second of all, especially not your English teacher. Yeah. <laughs> especially in front of the other 16-year-old who is currently trying to sleep with him. Well, in their defense, they don't know. <laughs> that's that's true. Um, And Ari <laughs> gets, like, visibly upset. And so she decides to turn to Emily and ask if Emily's talked to Ben, who, like, speaking of evil men... Ben and Emily broke up because Ben tried to sexually assault Emily. And I, just, I feel like I just need to pin this um, to my social media. Go to an authoritative figure. <laughs> just don't stop talking to this man. Go tell someone what happened. This is not okay. 
Um, well, Emily says that things are really I have a lot between her and Ben. Yeah, go ahead. I have a lot of faith in authority figures, and they can sometimes be a big letdown. <laughs> That's true. Um, uh, yeah. And pro- especially probably in a show like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's been a couple weeks, right, since they, since we found out that Allie's dead. At least, at least a week or two. At least. A minimum of seven days. And one of Allie's missing posters blows their way. Uh, which, like, why has it been up for so long? Um, but... Well, pause. I've, I've been on the college campus, and, like, let me tell you something, Jay. The number of times I've seen a poster for something that happened two months ago on Right, the but, like, this is about a missing girl that was found dead in a small town of, like, a couple thousand people. Like... She is the news. Well, <laughs> they're like, nothing else is going on. We have to keep something relevant. <laughs> um, and on this, on this poster, there are big red letters um, that say, ding dong, the bitch is dead. Um, and Arya looks around to see if anyone might have like sent it their way and crumples it up before they all leave. But I'm wondering, do you think that like people are just vandalizing alley posters? Because as you said, she's a bitch, um, a dead bitch. Um, or do you think that A or someone else wrote this on them and sent it to our group of girls, sort of oh. like send them a message? Oh, like I genuinely thought that was A. Like I didn't even consider that like people just didn't like Allison, like which is valid. <laughs> but you just thought, dang. But then Allison would have like some paranormal powers since she is dead. However, she's dead and she's sending the test matches. So paranormal powers ain't like out of the world of possibilities. <gasps> what if that- we get into like stuff like paranormal activity, like werewolves and stuff in the show? That'd be psychotic. <laughs> Wait, but you think that A is Allie? No, I don't think A is Allie. Allie's dead. <laughs> but you okay. Like I'm like I'm saying this. Like Hannah rightfully so i believe it's like there's a chance this is allison and she just faked her death <laughs> so i am keeping all possibilities alive until i'm proven otherwise it is like, i don't believe it Allie you know i think she was murdered you know i think she was murdered by the detective and the detective is also a <laughs> like you know that's my current theory i just wanted to but i would love it to be mona <laughs> um yeah so that is the end of our cold open and then we go to the theme song we have made it to the theme song aj Yay! I'm sorry to whoever listens. If you made it to this point, God bless you. <laughs> um, so we get to school and Maya is there and she is just her bubbly, happy self. And she gives Emily a scarf as a gift. And she says, this color looks spectacular on you. And Emily looks a little shy because she's still a little weirded out that the pictures were stolen from the photo booth at the party. Um, And she is just like feeling like somebody might know about her and Maya um, kissing and she doesn't know who knows or if anybody knows. And so she's looking around um, and she sees Toby from outside the cafeteria and he, and she starts to like look a little concerned uh see i read this entirely wrong i think i was just projecting myself onto um emily at this point in time because i was like she was just weirded out that maya just gave her this gift and like so publicly stuff like i was like uh uh, i don't know how i feel about this 
Like, thank you, but mm, why? <laughs> it was weird. It was very random. Part of yeah. me is like, is this one of Allie's old scars that she still has? <laughs> that would be hilarious. And like, <gasps> Emily just doesn't recognize it. I'm joking. Like, I don't know if that's what, I think it's just like a scarf she genuinely got for her. Plot twist, Maya Zay and Maya's tormenting Emily. <laughs> that would be awful. Well, I want, Why? <laughs> because that would be the only lesbian like representation in 2010 that sounds like a very 2010 thing to do though i mean you're not wrong um and then we see the other girls and hannah asked spencer why her parents didn't uh go to new york city with melissa um and spencer basically blows it off and we know the reason is because uh Spencer's the reason why Melissa is in New York City trying yes. to get away from Spencer who made out with her fiance, her now ex-fiance. I like this minor plot point that Melissa, not Melissa parents prefer Melissa over Spence. Listen, the Hastings are like, fuck our youngest daughter. We hate her. Anyone want to take her, adopt her? Like, we don't like her. They're like, we're trying to be the perfect family and she just keeps doing stuff. <laughs> Um, speaking of the perfect family, Hannah's phone starts ringing and, uh, the girls are like, don't worry. It can't be a, like we blocked all unknown numbers. And Hannah's like, I know it's not a, it's my dad. Yeah. And then we learned that Hannah, that Hannah doesn't even remember the last time that they talked and that Hannah doesn't like talk to her dad. So it's like not a good relationship. What we know now is that Hannah's dad walked out on Hannah's mom and Hannah. Yes. And apparently has like barely talked to either one of them since. Yes. So like, I already dislike him. Oh, like, I, I, I dislike the fact that he hasn't talked to his daughter. But also like, you walk out and clearly financially have provided for your wife and daughter because of the size of their house and how nice that house is. And then like- It could have, it could have been an emotionally abusive relationship. Like I, I don't, I, I'm not gonna judge why he- walked. I mean, I think it was considering he <laughs> walked out. Like, but like, it's still like, but your daughter though, you can't just do that to your daughter. You can't just like leave well, your Apparently daughter. you can because he did. Well, yes, he did. <laughs> you should, but there's lots you of shouldn't. things that you shouldn't do on this show. Like, I don't like that he did that. But also, I'm holding out judgment for his reason why until they tell me why. And then I will choose to dislike him because I feel like it's going to be a reason I don't like. Maybe he was like, Hannah, you're too much trouble. <laughs> he was like, I saw into the future and you were doing a lot of mess. <laughs> and I just, and I could not be around. <laughs> I just. I, I went to a fortune teller and she said, get out of there, sir. You got to go. <laughs> Look in your eyes. I saw pure evil. I saw the hate in your eyes and I was like, I do not want to be in your warpath. But I also don't think that like Hannah actually hates anyone other than like Detective Wilden and that's like with good reason. She probably hates A. I mean, yeah, but we don't know who A is. A could be a ghost. She probably also didn't like Allison. Like I I, I true and full-heartedly believe none of those four girls actually genuinely liked Allison except for maybe Emily. Yeah, and we know Emily liked <laughs> um but yeah Hannah goes to take the call 
Um, and then uh, Arya's phone goes off. She looks at it. She's like, oh, it's just a message from my brother who we really haven't spent any time getting to know. So I guess he's- And it's also like, probably because of that so fat, it's probably a top 10 character. (laughs) (laughs) And then Emily bumps into Toby who apologizes. Toby. He apologizes for Emily bumping into him because he's just what did Toby he say? Dumbass, have an angel. Toby Kavanaugh is the best. Like, he's uh, in your top ten, top five. Toby Kavanaugh is my top two. Is Mona still number one? Uh, Mona is not currently in my top two. Oh, <laughs> who's your other one? Hannah. You, this is throwing me for a loop. Wait, which? Why? I thought you were a Mona Stan. Oh, I love Mona. Mona's the best. Like, Mona's I feel like we have not in your top two. I feel like we have two defi- definitions of stands. Okay. Elaborate. I feel like um, you can actively stand someone, but they not be your favorite. Right, but the way I, like, that you I feel talking- like I feel like standing is more like, oh, I'm obsessed with this person. Right, but the way that you talk about Mona, you would think she was your favorite. Because I love her with all my heart. Like Mona is easily solidly third. Like it's not even a question. If we saw more Mona, would she be your favorite? Most likely. Okay. Because that's the vibe I get from you. Is like if Mona was in our our main four, or even more scenes that you yes. would put her in your top two, if not be your top one like listen toby kavanaugh has only had one episode of visibility and it was this episode and it was <laughs> like, more than we've gotten from mona <laughs> yeah. like 100 like i feel like if i just see more of you i get to determine if i like you more or not no that's true that's fair like can i tell you what happened the last time i like blindly liked someone without knowing much about them yeah they were ben that's you know what <laughs> you are correct you're correct okay um and uh aria asks if they might have bumped into a and spencer says that they're done with a and plus toby's not a yeah but aria still wants to stay away from toby because she thinks that he's creepy which just means that i don't like i don't like aria more like Arya's just falling for the propaganda like this man's name has been slandered after doing nothing wrong he's just weird and it's okay to be weird (laughs) he's just gone through a little emo phase because he was falsely accused of a crime (laughs) (laughs) that like did lifelong damage to his sister (laughs) like I think he's allowed to have emo phase (laughs) I agree (laughs) uh by that point, Hannah comes back and tells them that um, her dad was calling um, and that he wouldn't visit Pennsylvania without visiting her. So apparently he up and left them and moved out of state. Okay. Again, withholding judgment until I understand the reason why. Um, what I find out later on does not help his case. <laughs> However, I, I, it's like, I can't judge someone based on their relationships because I'm not a part of it. I don't know what's happening. Okay. That's hard. That, yeah. that's, it's, it's a hard one. I, I, don't like, I don't like what he did, but like, what? There was like substance issues. Like, there's like, ah, oh, dang. Yeah, I just want to judge everyone on this show. See, I, I am a person, I just withhold judgment until given reason to judge. That's so boring. 
I love it. That is <laughs> like this next scene. I don't see you going through without judging. Well, pause. I already have an opinion of the people in this next scene. Because <laughs> Aria walks into Ezra's classroom. <laughs> they make awkward conversation about her friends thinking he has nice legs. And Aria's like, they embarrassed me. And Ezra's like, yeah, they're 16 year olds. And also, you're a 16 year old. And also, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, sir. Anyway. Wait, say that last part again. And then he's like, yeah. And like, you all shouldn't be looking at my legs anyway. And Honestly, like, I agree with everything he said. Like, I was like, you know what? Yes, they are in fact 16. <laughs> and they should not be looking at your legs. <laughs> um, but then he, he didn't lose his me. But then Ezra <laughs> says that he wants Aria to define their circumstances. You want the 16-year-old to define what you are. No, you are the adult. You should define what you are. Like, I agree with defining relationships. Like, you need to be, like, clear with, tw- with both people involved what this is. However, one of the people should not be, as you just stated, a 16-year-old. But that's just my humble opinion. Well, if they're two 16-year-olds, sure, define your relationship. But no, you're 16. Be young. Have fun. <laughs> right, but if you want to define it, like, I have no problem with that. You know what? Me neither. <laughs> and I wouldn't advise it, but, like, you know what? Have fun. If one of you is old enough to be the 16-year-old's teacher... And the older one needs to define the relationship as non-existent. I agree 100%. Like, define the relationship, there is none. Like, I'm not even your teacher. Goodbye. <laughs> if, if I had one or two things need to happen, either you get out of my classroom or I quit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, but he asked her to define the relationship. And she's like, I don't know. And then uh She's like, it's not really smart for us to be together, which Ezra and everyone else in the world agrees with. Yeah, yeah, you know what? But Ezra can leave it there. Because he says they need to talk outside of class and he wants to invite her over for dinner where he'll cook her something that he actually knows how to cook, which is probably like one of two dishes, which also like isn't cute when you're already like a 20-something-year-old dating a 16-year-old for you to admit that you live on your own and you don't know how to cook. Okay. okay. You, you know, when you put that they're a 20 year old dating a 16 year old, I agree that's not cute. However, I have tried to pull the I can't cook card multiple times. <laughs> right. But at that point, be like, I'll order us dinner. Like, you don't need to admit that you can't cook. At that point, get something pre made from Whole Foods, <laughs> put it in your Tupperware, and say you made it. Like, playing incompetent. Being incompetent isn't cute to begin with, but then playing incompetent is worse because you actually might know how to do something, but you're just trying to like act like you're dumb to get someone to like you and like know your worth. Like if you can actually cook, impress someone. If you can't cook, like just say, just say like, let's go, let me go get takeout from Thai takeout or <laughs> Mr. Chang's and I'll wait which one do we like do we like Thai takeout or Mr. No, Chang's no we don't like Thai takeout oh yeah go to Mr. Chang's forget Thai right, takeout but like, go get, or like go get a pizza and be like mm-hmm. we're gonna like how about I buy us dinner and then you're talking about another positive you have which is your money mm. don't give me a negative don't give me something that you can't do give me something you can't 
dang like just just at me next time jay <laughs> just, like, i just can't do anything right like if you did it i'd be like you know what AJ's out there doing his best so it's ezra we're talking about <laughs> no but i agree um i feel like this is all wrong on every level it's like first off don't cook for a child um don't don't invite a child. Wait, pause. We just glossed over that part. Don't invite a child over to your home. <laughs> like that alone. is alone. Alone. No dinner. one's going to be there but you and her, and you're going to be cooking for her. You know, Jay. the last time mm-hmm. an adult invited a child over to their house for dinner, Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> Jay, here's the issue. And listen, Ezra wants to eat Aria too, just not in the same way. <laughs> you know what? You got me there. You you hit me. I was I like, don't, don't like tell that me you don't know Hansel and Gretel because, like, I'm gonna end this call right now. <laughs> no, my response was Hansel and Gretel would have been a better story, but you know, <laughs> would it though? Given the circumstances. Like, I will prefer that Ezra be, like, you know, a manipulative witch than, like, you know, a pedophile. <laughs> That's just my humble. But how else are we supposed to get the paranormal involved? <laughs> Listen, I want him to be a witch. <laughs> like, that's what I want. I want it to be, like, a, an entire ruse, like, just so that we he can have some good, like, um, chicken pot pie with a side of humor. Like... Do you want to hear a different mess about this episode? Because we're about to get even messier. Hit me with some mess. So Hannah comes back to the group and she, we see again, she's talking about how her dad is coming to visit from New England or he's going to New England. He's stopping in uh, Pennsylvania to see her. And Emily asks the natural question is, which is, does he know about Sean's car? And Hannah's like, of course he doesn't. My mom does, like, I don't talk to my dad. You think my mom talks to my dad? And then their conversation is interrupted because they're also with Spencer. And the Russian history Mm -hmm. teacher comes out and says, you did a remarkable job on your paper, Spencer. I submitted it to an essay competition on your behalf. And then he leaves and Spencer freaks out because uh, she didn't write the paper. (laughs) Like, I feel like, this is going to go wrong for um first off pause your dad does know like you think your dad's coming out of the blue just because he can like you're not your like dad the would... day after you crashed the car like mm, oh that it's just a coincidence listen this is television coincidence don't happen um second your sister is known to be like a top tier student <laughs> you think she's just gonna like just write a halfway decent essay no one of two things is going to happen someone's going to realize hey this is not your writing this is someone else's writing most likely your sister's or b you're going to get such praise for it that someone's going to be like red flag so you know like, what you Spencer's didn't set yourself supposedly up for a good student so like it's not I, you surprising know? that she like could write a great essay but like if like you never know when someone's going to do something like that. You Turn never know when someone's going to submit your essay to turnitin.com. Which is essentially what he did in competition form. Basically. But I, I no longer believe that um, Spencer is even a good student. 
Well, and it's she, not like you, it's not like, oh, you had a one minute mental lapse of judgment. Like when Spence did that, it seemed like Spence done something before. Like Spence knew what they were doing. Yeah. Like, so I, I don't think Spence is a good student. I think Spence has been lying and faking it. And you know what? I'm glad you're about to get caught because I am not rooting for you. <laughs> I am actively rooting against you, Spence. Well, but you know, we'll later on in the episode, happens. don't make it better. It gets worse, Jay. Let me tell you something. It gets worse <laughs> for Spencer. Hell yeah! But for all the girls, because uh, Emily goes to science class and finds out that Toby just transferred into her class, and right now Emily is like super sus of Toby and doesn't trust him. And he comments yeah. that she was wearing the scarf earlier and that he thought it looked good. He's just trying to give her a compliment, be a little nice, uh, and she just brushes it off. And because this is TV, the teacher says, um, you guys are going to be lab partners. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I, Toby is such a sweet child. He's like, literally just trying to be kind. He just wants a friend. Like, I see the way those girls look at him. And I'm pretty sure they ain't the only ones. Toby is probably so alone in that school. And I feel like Emily's probably the only person who's even halfway nice to that man. And she ain't even that nice to him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. he's clinging onto any social connection he can because these are very formative years where your social connections like I feel so bad for this kid well that and, and what it was and what has Emily been doing this entire school year just not having a lab partner <laughs> I know sometimes there are groups of threes but like mm-hmm. this is also like relatively the, close to the beginning of the year I think you know what valid <laughs> so like it could just be like they haven't oh, gotten to the first couple yet. weeks we're like trying to figure it out understood um we'll try to figure like maybe maybe we'll do groups of three maybe we'll i'll be your lab partner as the teacher and you can do the example lab with me you know whatever i would really love um to go off topic for just a quick second i would really love for the end of season three or season four or season five it's like oh it's the end of the school year and stuff like that they're about to graduate and spence is like oh i'm about to be valedictorian then they're like it's emily (laughs) and spence goes crazy (laughs) <laughs> and, and it's because of the Russian history class. <laughs> I just want to see Swiss fail. No, I want Toby to be the valedictorian. Toby deserves some kindness, but I feel like it will not go over well. Like, <laughs> that will do more harm to him than good. That's fair. And I just want nothing but good things for Toby Kavanaugh at this point in time. Yeah, let's just have him graduate quietly. Let him do whatever he wants to do after college Please. or after high school. He doesn't have to go to college if he doesn't want to. That man suffered enough. I don't even have to see him ever again on this show. I just need a message at the end of the episode that, like, Toby Kavanaugh's doing great. No, <laughs> Toby, no Toby Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh's were harmed in the making of this show. <laughs> um, well, whatever A's mission is, apparently A has decided to make Toby's situation worse and Emily's worse because... Um, mm-hmm the the pictures for the photo booth of Maya and Emily are in Emily's uh chemistry book and Emily opens her book sees this and then slams it shut um and the scene just felt very twilight to me explain because I have not seen twilight oh, I should have asked if you've seen twilight so <laughs> I think you should know by this point I've seen nothing that you've seen basically there's Edward Cullen, who is a vampire. 
we don't know this yet. Um, and there's Bella Swan, who is the main character. Mm-hmm. And they're made lab partners. Okay. In chemistry class. And Edward is just very brooding, very quiet, very pale. <laughs> and Bella's All just right. trying to live her best life. Very pale. And Come he's like, it. and we don't know this at the time, but Edward can read minds, but he somehow can't read Bella's. Why? We don't know. She's but, special. Uh, she's fucking special. I don't think she's special. <laughs> Listen. And then <laughs> just we'll watch Twilight one day. And then just so you can suffer as I have suffered. Uh, I don't understand why people like to have other people suffer. <laughs> because like it also was let me live my best life. But also, this was a cultural reset. Um, anyway, not my cultural reset. My cultural reset was Katniss Everdeen. Okay, well, you know <laughs> that too. But um, just the whole setup of the scene, like the lighting, like everything about it, felt very Twilight to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was like, whoa. This came out around the same time. That's funny. maybe this maybe is Toby how we is get a vampire. Yes, we were going to the same place, Jay. We and were going to the exact same place. It wasn't a cultural reset. <laughs> <laughs> I love this energy. I just wanted to be a vampire. <laughs> um, and then you know, school's over because apparently they only have one class. Um, and. Aria goes home and she finds her mom making a special dinner for her dad. Mm-hmm. And Aria lies to her mom's face and says she's having dinner at Spencer's house. And her mom's like, oh, great. So it'll just be me and Byron for dinner. So Aria's parents are going to have dinner together. And that's when we see a flashback of Allie and Aria watching Byron and Meredith again for like the fifth time. See, I don't care. I've said this once. I said it a million times. Tell her or drop it. <laughs> like, well, but this is basically what the scene is about, right? Like, because like this time the scene doesn't. No, end. because she does neither in the scene. Look at you. Right, but like this is like the scene where it's like something inside of Arya is saying like, like you should tell her. Like her gut instinct and Allie in the flashback are telling Arya she has to tell her mom, and Arya still goes against that gut instinct. Like, listen, I get it. You think it's the wrong answer because Allison is suggesting it. But a broken clock is right twice a day. Sometimes even more than that. Oh, I don't know how clocks work. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just assuming. I'm, you know what they say about assumptions. Um, It's a beautiful mindset. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just saying, like, maybe Allie was a bitch. Yes. But just because you're a bitch doesn't mean that you're always wrong. Yeah. You know, yes, I agree with that sentiment. Like you can be mean, but yeah. some things can be mean to say out loud. And but true. you need to be heard. It needs to be heard. Well, if we don't have those people... Sometimes it doesn't even need to be heard, but it can be true. Like, um, Sometimes people just need I someone could, to tell them how it is. I could say, I am bad at math. And if someone saw me doing math, they, they might say, Jay is stupid. <laughs> You know what? It would be mean and it would hurt to hear. And you know what? It wouldn't mean that they were necessarily wrong. Because in some contexts, I am stupid. And that's okay. But I, I feel like that's different, though. They're no, making but, an but assumption like, about you. Nothing for everyone. This was like, Allison was more like, hey, this is a specific situation. This is what you need to do. 
Right. But I mean, like, also I'm saying like, Allie reminds me of some of the people, some of the girls in high school who were like, wow, that haircut does not look good on you. Not a nice mm. thing to say, but it was true. Like, uh, I agree. Like, Sometimes people just need to tell someone true. they need to get a haircut. <laughs> but like, it doesn't mean it's right. Right. Like, I, I have, I get the feeling that she was the mean girl, but also she had good instincts about when to tell authority figures. <laughs> I disagree. I feel like only one person had good sense when to tell authority figures, and it was 100% Hannah. Okay, valid, but <laughs> Allie was dead. She couldn't tell people who murdered her. Allie could have been like, hey, someone was spying on me while changing clothes. She did, and she blamed Toby. No, she didn't tell anyone. She said, let's burn his garage to the ground. She told the other girls. <laughs> they were in the room, <laughs> and they're not authority figures. <laughs> Another point for AJ. <laughs> <laughs> the absurdity of the show, just so you know. Um, yeah. So then we go back to Hannah, who's at Spencer's house. Um, and Hannah, I feel like she's the person who tells things, who like says things that she believes are true without a filter. Mm-hmm. Because she says to Spencer, who we know plagiarized her sister's paper yes but she wishes hannah wishes she had a sister smart enough to steal papers from (laughs) i mean true (laughs) like hannah's good hannah's a funny one (laughs) like she like she's the one where like but that was also like her way of saying like what you did wasn't right. <laughs> that one. I don't know that what one. it was. I think Hannah genuinely felt like I wish I had a sister who was smart enough to steal papers from, and so she said it. She felt I, it, so she said I it. I felt it like those. Truth. <laughs> I I don't know. Hannah does not seem like the plagiarizer type. I feel like given the opportunity, she would. She stole sunglasses from the mall. And those, these are two totally different things. One is for style. The other is for, you know, success in life. Well, not in life. Success in high school. You can't be successful in life if you don't have style. Honestly, I feel like Hannah's winning at life in high school right now. I don't think so. She crashed her boyfriend's car while drunk driving. You know what? You know what? You made a valid point. You made such a valid point. <laughs> I think in comparison to Spencer, Hannah is winning. <laughs> but I could just be like, you know, going insane personally. <laughs> but that's life. Continue with your Spencer, Hannah slander. Well, more Hannah slander than Spencer slander. Um, and Spencer is like, don't worry. Uh because I'm going to get in trouble when I win this competition and everyone finds out that I'm a fraud. And <gasps> Pause. Jay, I want this to be in front of a huge committee of like 300 people. And it just comes out that Hannah, not Hannah, uh, Spencer is a liar and a thief and she gets publicly shamed. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of uh, missing posters, we're going to have posters of, of Allison. We're going to have uh, like liar posters. Yes! 
And she's going, and they're going to draw a mustache on her too, like one of those evil ones. <laughs> That's all I want. I just want, um, like, I'm not saying I want bad things to happen to people, but I feel like these girls need their comeuppance, especially Spencer. I feel like Spencer has just gotten away with too much in life, and she needs to get knocked down a couple pegs. That's all I want, yeah. and I, I don't think that makes me a bad person. I think that just makes me um human. It to be like you envious. Do I think? Do you think? I think Spencer does have a con. Wait, so do you think you have a conscience? I have a conscience. Yeah, I think I do. Do you think Spencer does? Because it seems to me that like I she think might come up- after the fact, but she has poor in, uh, impulse control. <laughs> That's yeah, but if you feel bad after the fact, like what does that? Do? Like if you have a conscience, it's like you if you do something wrong to begin with. I feel like if you do something wrong like one time and then you feel bad, like, I mean, I should have done that. It's like, you know what? You get a pass. But right. this seems like the type of person to do bad stuff constantly and then afterwards, like, man, I should have done that. Like, right. sooner or later, you gotta look poor, at her. She's poor in, impulse control, but that doesn't mm. mean that she has a conscience. Understood. Understood. Um, because I was like, I was mainly thinking about the whole, um, not Ezra, what's this man's name? Witten? Ren? Ren, yes, that man. Like the bird. <laughs> yes, Ren. <laughs> like we'll get like, there. Okay, okay, we'll get there. Um, sorry, my cat. Vinny, no, sir. Um, I I I tried to riff as long as I could while you were doing it with your cat, and I felt like I was feeling at some points. <laughs> no, you were doing so great. Um, just so the audience knows, um. It's been a real rough day. I have not left my workspace in, in my home uh, since eight this morning. So I'm mm. eating little bits of my dinner in between AJ and I talking. And um, <laughs> my cat would like to eat my dinner for me. Oh, no. <laughs> and I have to explain to him that not only did he have his dinner plus plenty of snacks, but I did not have any. <laughs> Um, eating on a podcast, do not recommend. Um, so yeah. Um, would you like me to join you eating on a podcast, Jay? If you would like. Oh, okay. Listen, uh, this is already. If you made it to this point in the podcast, again, God bless you. Get yourself a snack. You've earned it. Trust me. You're going to need one for what's coming up. Um, anyway, Spencer's like, I'm sure I'm going to win. Winning is in my DNA, which is like, Wait, you mean your sister's going to win? <laughs> well, it's in Spencer's like, it's my DNA too. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, but your DNA isn't exactly the same. Um, <laughs> yeah, then, like one sibling don't look at the other sibling's boyfriend and be like, I want that. <laughs> um, And then Hannah, ever so distractible says anyway more about me which we love (laughs) um and she goes on to explain how she needs the perfect outfit because your dad Mm -hmm. hasn't seen her since she lost so much weight which again like i get that it's a big deal like she's proud of it and also like every episode we have to hear about how much weight hannah's lost well she obviously has so much trauma because of her weight i know but like i'm fat get over it (laughs) You know, 
I, I, I would not hate on someone because they have body image issues. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, I, I know you said that. Like, ah. gave, this, this show actively gave me body image issues. So <laughs> I'm just trying to get back a little like, bit. I, like you and me both saw um Hannah when she was at her biggest. And I was like, ah, she was like a, a size six. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not like well, pause. I'm not gonna again. I'm not gonna judge people on their body image issues, but the way they make um Hannah seems like like she was on like my six hundred pound life. And right, and I'm bigger <laughs> than I've never been as skinny as Hannah is at her fattest, and <laughs> and she's like I was. A whale, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. So, uh, what does that make me? <laughs> like, who's my Captain Ahab? That's a literary reference for Moby Dick. In case you didn't know, I don't read. Yeah, but like, it's okay. <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting into audiobooks, like, because I, I like I like podcasts. And it's like I feel like I would like audiobooks. I have a list of recommendations. Bet. I'll give it to you. Bet. Um, and she doesn't. So anyway, Hannah doesn't want to look like her old self. So Spencer dresses her up like a mini Spencer, like a politician's daughter. Um, and <laughs> and Hannah's like, "This is perfect." And I'm like, "Is it though?" Because you look like you're about to go to court, which she essentially is. Because the spoiler <laughs> alert: her dad is not happy. I got issues with her dad, but we'll get there. Because I, I got a thing to say to that man. I'm not going to, I'm only got judgment for some things, but other things, he's going to get it from me. <laughs> and then quickly, Emily goes to meet Maya, where Maya works, which is a really cute cupcake shop. And Emily holds up the photos from the mm -hmm. photo booth. And Maya's like, those are really cute, which again, they are. Yeah, 100%. Um, and we like them. My, Maya is just vibing, being like, wow, we're so cute together. I have a crush on you. We kissed. Maybe you have a crush on me. I'm pretty sure you have a crush on me. Uh, she doesn't say that, but it's like in her eyes. And uh, Emily is not happy. And she keeps saying, did you put them in my book? Did you put them in my book? And she's very yes. upset. Um, and Maya's like, it's no big deal. But no, I didn't. Uh, mm -hmm. It's fine. Yes. And Emily basically says, like, I don't like the thought that someone could have seen us or seen these pictures. Like, I don't like that. Like, I'm not okay with people knowing that we kissed. It was like a one-time thing. And Maya does not like that. And she's like, I need to go back to work, which for many reasons is the right response. Oh, 100%. Like, first off, it wasn't a one-time thing. Y'all kissed before. <laughs> uh, this, isn't, this, this isn't like, oh, this happened out of the blue. Like, y'all done this before. And Maya seems very much... I know who I am and I, I understand that. And obviously you don't, you're not hundred percent about who you are. So you need to like work on yourself, but while you like figure out who you are, don't make me upset because <laughs> I ain't about to like, I'll give you your space and time, but like, this ain't it. Don't come at me. And don't I don't know why you got heat. Work. Like I'm trying to do stuff. <laughs> Jay, the last thing I want anyone to do is come at me while I'm at my job. Like, <laughs> like I don't even want my friends to come visit me at work sometimes. Like I do, I'm at work. Let me work. Mm -hmm. And especially don't come and be like, I'm mad for, at you. For something that she did not do wrong. She did nothing wrong in this situation either. Exactly. Like, <laughs> so then we cut back to Hannah and her dad, because this episode really is about Hannah and her dad for the most part. 
Um, and Hannah and her mom are waiting for Mr. Hannah to arrive. Tom. Tom. Uh, we're on a first name basis with Tom. I feel like I'm on first name basis with everyone whose first names I know. That's fair. <laughs> um, and when he does, he hugs except for Hannah. Toby Cavanaugh, he's on a first and last name basis. Uh, I love Toby Cavanaugh. Kav- if only I could yeah. say his name. Yeah. The V gets stuck on my lips like it's a B, and it's almost like I want to say uh, Cabernet, but Cavanaugh. Mm. I see. Ooh, I like that. I like wine. <laughs> Listen, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> it's a Monday night, y'all. Um, but yeah. Hannah's dad arrives, and when he does, he comments on the only thing he knows about Hannah for the past however many months, which is that she's lost weight. Because he sees that she's lost weight. Why doesn't he know more about her? Because he didn't talk to her. He's not there. He's not there for her. <laughs> and he's like, I missed you so much. And it's like, did you? Because you you didn't call, you didn't write. What are the odds? No, okay, pause. I'm, I'm going to save this for later on because it's not going to make sense at this point. Okay, I'm very interested. There, there is a villain in this story. Okay. <laughs> and um, we have yet to meet the villain at this point in the episode. Ooh, okay. So then <laughs> he looks over to Hannah's mom, Ashley, and she's also dressed up ready for dinner. And he basically is like, oh, you're not invited. Didn't I tell you? <laughs> He's like, no. Tom's like, listen, Ashley. Tom. (laughs) Well, he's like, listen, Ashley. I called my daughter, and I invited my daughter. He's like, I asked Hannah to go to dinner with me, and and Ashley is like, this would be weird if she she wasn't your daughter. (laughs) Valid. It would be weird. (laughs) Uh, cue Ezra and Aria. Anyway, um. Mm-hmm. And you know, after Hannah and Tom leave, Ash, we see Ashley looking in the mirror, and she like literally looks so upset. And my heart well, broke for her a little bit. We know that um he walked out on both of them. I know, especially in the first episode, because Hannah was Hannah like said like some offhand. It wasn't a nice comment about her dad, and her mom like quickly shut her down. So we know that she still had feelings, especially. Yeah. And it it made <laughs> it made me really upset because you see that. Ashley mm-hmm. really does still care about Tom, mm-hmm. even if it's not like even if it's not romantically. Like she wants him, she still wants to be in his life. Mm-hmm. And if it is romantically, like it very well could be. And also, he wasn't really polite about it. He was just like, "I kind of asked Hannah for dinner. I didn't. You're not coming with us." Well, I feel like <laughs> at least in this family, you got to be direct. Right, but like, why didn't he say, like, he also has Ashley's number. And he's an adult. And he could have said, hey, I want to take Hannah out for dinner. And I want to talk with her about some things. So the two of us are going to grab dinner. Mm -hmm. Okay. No problems there. There might be problems there. You know, right, but you, like, you just walked out on both me and your daughter. And now you just want to take her away for like to some unknown place for I don't know how long. Right, but like at least there's communication about it. And like there has been next to I no did not, with these two. <laughs> and I did not take out a dress, a nice dress from my closet, put on makeup, put on earrings, mm-hmm. like get my hopes up, 
after having slept with Detective Wilden for however long, I finally <laughs> get my hopes up about going out to dinner with my my ex-husband and my daughter and only to find out that I was never invited to begin with and no one ever told me. Like, you know, like, I feel real bad for Ashley. Do you think um, Hannah just assumed her mom was coming? Yeah, from her reaction... Yeah, like maybe she told her mom and her mom was like, oh, I, this is an interesting turn of events. Yeah, but like, and like, I think that could have been what happened, but like, either way, like it's still on Tom. First off, Tom, that. you're not taking this woman's daughter without talking to this woman. <laughs> like, I feel like that's a no-no. Right, and like, no matter, no matter if he didn't make it clear to Hannah or he didn't make it clear to Ashley. Like, either way, he didn't make it clear. And if you're yes. taking the initiative to do something for someone that you've wronged, you need to make your boundaries clear. Mm-hmm. I agree. Can you tell that I just, like, hate all the men on the show, minus Toby Cavanaugh? Toby Cavanaugh is the best. And, like, honestly, quiet shout-out to my boy Sean. I don't know him yet, but, like, I'm holding out you hope that what? he's a good yeah. one. Yeah, like, <laughs> Sean can hang for a little bit. I don't know if he can hang forever but i feel like i feel like toby he was wrongfully convicted of a crime he went through enough. <laughs> like other homeboy just lost a car and it's not even totaled <laughs> like it can't be fixed like let me tell you something jay i saw the car wreck it could you could use a plunger to fix that <laughs> you make a good point and uh when hannah's dad uh walks hannah out to the car he says, you don't mind if I drive, do you? And Hannah And I laughed. Naps. I laughed so hard. <laughs> Hannah just like snaps at him and he's like, what do you know? Did mom tell you about Sean's car? Um, you just came back to yell at me because I'm in trouble. And like, I knew that like you couldn't come here because you actually care about me. And like all of her feelings just come out. Well, I, uh, she had a lot bottled up. Uh, but I feel like if her dad wanted to come and yell at her, she just would have been like, yo, Ashley, uh, we need to talk to our daughter. We got to be 100 with her because she can't be acting like this. She's wilding and we don't need her wilding the well. And I feel like what happened was either he was coming up through Pennsylvania anyway mm-hmm. and Ashley somehow knew about it and was like, hey, you need to talk to your daughter. Like, like if you're coming through, you need to come here and talk to your daughter. Or Ashley was like, hey, you need to talk to your daughter. And he was like, oh, well, and he didn't, maybe he didn't tell Ashley, but he was like, mm, I'm driving through Pennsylvania anyway. So I might as well stop and ask her out for dinner. And like, I'll talk to her and we'll see if I can handle it. And then, you know, all of this happens. It's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. This family needs to work on communication. Um, yeah, I think they really do. I, I I think everyone in the show needs to work on communication. I think we can all work on communication. Because I tell me who's the effective communicator in the show, Jay. Not even Toby Kavanaugh. Not even Toby Kavanaugh. Maybe A. <laughs> I, I co-sign. Listen, if A needs to get something across, they get it across. They will. They will let you know what they're feeling and what they think. <laughs> I don't think this is a good moral to take. <laughs> Are we teaching people morals? 
because well, if I'm we just are, saying, I'm just saying if you're listening to this podcast, the message I'm getting across is not to harass people anonymously. But it is to be the most effective communicator in your circle, no matter what the means is. That's not what I said. <laughs> that, I feel like that's exactly what you said. That's what AJ said. I feel like those are the words that came directly out of your mouth. <laughs> Something else is going into your mouth and it's just right here. <laughs> okay, I'll shut up. Felipe, leave that in. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so then... Tom's like, listen, I didn't come, I didn't come back to yell at you. I just want to help you through this rough time in your life, which felt a little gaslighty to me, but like also like sweet. And then he's like, we don't have to go to dinner if you want. If you want, we can go to the shooting gallery. We can go shoot some guns if you want to. I, 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 I 100% saw this and I was like, there's something else going on here. Like he didn't come to yell at her, but he's come for some reason. And it's not being a front 100 right now. And I was a suspect from this moment on, up until I realized what happened. And also, in my head, I thought, your daughter just crashed a car that she stole and then drunk drove before crashing the car. Now you want to put a gun in her hands. Supervised, but you still want to put a gun in her hands. They are in Pennsylvania. While she's angry with you. They are in Pennsylvania. And they're in a small town in Pennsylvania. I'm just saying Tom's a Republican. I'm saying there is a lot of problems in the scene. And I think the best thing he could have done, and, and I don't advise Maybe this, he's a libertarian. But scold her daughter. Scold his daughter. Be like, what are you doing? You are 16. Why are you going out here getting drunk and totally random people's cars? I, I am sending you to AJ's grandma. <laughs> wait pause not even ran off people's car you're saying you're totally the preacher's kid's car who's also your boyfriend <laughs> you love this boy mm. perhaps mm. supposedly <laughs> I, I i think hannah just has um a lot of issues um and yeah Sean, I, I sorry, I, bl- I blanked on his oh, name. I was my like, my homeboy. No, no, That's I was true. thinking of homeboy's name, Sean. I think Sean has showed Hannah some kind of kindness and affection that other people have not even come close to showing her, and she has tried to cling on to that while realizing this is not um, sustainable. Yeah. Yes. Um. I want the know, best for both Hannah and Sean. You know what else has a, a lot of issues? Um. Is it Arya? I was gonna say a comic book and then I was gonna make a joke about how comic books are literature and Ezra teaches literature. Um, yeah, well, I Arya got you has a quicker. lot of issues. <laughs> um, and it's funny because as uh, Arya's going to Ezra's apartment for dinner, there's a song playing in the background that's about a relationship with an age difference. Have you, have you listened to the Six musical soundtrack? Yes. <sighs> It's so good, but you know what song I'm thinking of, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't listened to the Six soundtrack, you need to listen to the soundtrack for the Broadway musical Six. Mm-hmm. It's about the wives of Henry VIII. Mm-hmm. Um, there were six of them, and it is a very powerful play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could go into the costume design, the storytelling, 
all of it another time. Um, but yeah, there is a song about age difference. It's not the one playing in this scene, but it is a song about age difference. Um, but I just thought that's, it interesting that it, that song hits. It hits. Yeah. Uh, but I just found it really interesting that like that's the song we decided to put in the background because it's not a song that Ezra is playing like on a record player or something. It's something that the creators of the show put for the audience to hear, not for the characters to hear. Yeah, and it's I'm not okay with it. And we must remember that Ezra just graduated college not too long ago, and that he's and a public uh, school teacher. And Arya is a straight up child. Well, yes, but my point is. Do you know how much school teachers make? Not enough. Correct. They honestly don't make too much more than minimum wage. And yet, uh, Ezra's apartment is like a You know that um, argument um, where people's like, oh, you want to make $15 an hour, then you're basically making the same with school teachers. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, and then the school teachers' argument is like, yeah, so pay us more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, his apartment is beautiful. Like my apartment is not as well decorated as him. Uh, and I've been out of college a couple years longer. So I've had mm. a little bit more time to like buy art and like decorate, but like he has like very nice art, decent furniture, not great furniture. Um, but like, it's clear that like he may somehow he has more money than he should for like a 22 to 25 year old uh public school teacher yes i think um he does something on the low that he should not do oh see i thought that the conversation that's about to happen kind of explained it oh i was thinking of um chicken fights oh yeah interesting that's where my (laughs) that is where my head went (laughs) um well if you remember a little bit ago um an episode or two an episode or two ago Arya went to Ezra's apartment to cry about mm-hmm. her parents <laughs> yes and uh Ezra checks in and is like how are things going at home um and Arya's like I don't know not great and then he says mm-hmm. like the weirdest shit to like you know there's a lot of responses you could have in this moment but he decides to speculate about whether or not Arya's parents have an open relationship. Uh, you continue. You continue, and then I'll go down my train thought. And then Arya goes, No, of course they don't. I know my parents. And then Ezra says, Well, maybe they came to an understanding. And Arya's like, What the fuck? Um, because this is the first time I assume she's heard of an open relationship. Okay, um, okay. So 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 here, here's where here's where I was thinking though, right? I was I was thinking he was like yo, my parents were not um faithful to each other, but they were able to work through that through that and then they ended up like divorcing, um for reasons other than they were unfaithful to each other right 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 yeah, and Arya's big thing is like hey I keep my family together by holding this in and he's like just because you, you hold it in, <laughs> I think th- I th- I was taking this as like just because like your mom finds out don't mean that's the end of your family it means it might be just something to have to work through. <laughs> mm. that's how I took it but like either way he's mm-hmm. like they might have come to an understanding which implies that 
there's boundaries in her parents' relationship that she isn't aware of. And I, 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 and I, I just, I just might not be in the right here. I think you would be can speak better to this than I can. But I feel like there's just some things like in the parents' relationship that the kids don't need to know about. No, I, I 100% agree. Okay. And at the same time, like from Ezra, it seemed to come across as like maybe your mom knew about the affair all along and maybe she's okay with it. And he seemed to be projecting his own childhood situation onto the Montgomery family. And I was just like, that's inappropriate. Yes, I think, I very much think- like That's where my frustration comes from. I see, I see. I, okay, I can see, I can see that. See, I just took, I just saw the, the um, thing in the other thing. He was like, I'm just using my family as an example. Cause like, I can only talk about what I know. And that's what I know. Which, and I think he was which saying, is like, problematic. because this happened to me, it, ha- yes. it is happening to your family. And that is problematic. That, you should, that should not be how Because the way across. he phrased it, like, because Arya mm-hmm. said, no, I don't think so. And he, not knowing her parents, <laughs> having met her mom once and watched a movie with her, where presumably no one was talking. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, no, I'm pretty sure they had no, I'm pretty sure they could have come to an understanding. And Arya, who lives with them, is like, I'm pretty sure I would know something was up. And this grown man just can't let it be that he could be wrong, which is why I think he's projecting. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm on, I'm, I'm on, I don't like me. If I had to choose a side between these two people, I am not on the Arya side at this point in time, because I feel like, here's another thing, right? I just think like he doesn't have the right to comment on like she shouldn't have brought the situation up to him anyway. But, like, I feel like if like I agree, you should not um bring up the situation um uh, to him in the first place. And even if you did, if you don't feel it is my humble opinion, if you don't feel like you want to hear this person's commentary or opinion, you need to be like, yo, I'm just here to rant or rave or be upset and stuff like that. I don't care because yeah, the way she's been talking. The way she's talking, though, it's like, I'm like, you can tell me whatever, because I'm bringing this up. Because I'd be like, there's some stuff you bring up and you just don't talk about it. But then there's some stuff they're like, is this room for me to talk about? Because if there's room for me to talk about, I'll give you my opinion. Right. But like, he just, it, it, for me, it's almost one of those things of like, like, mm. he, she came over to define their relationship. Well, like, also, like, this isn't like the first time she comes talking to her parents. Like, like you said earlier, she came to his apartment while it was raining <laughs> uh, because right, she was upset it, but, with what was happening. But I think like she's coming under the pretense of let's define what we have. And so I can see why she feels attacked when he starts to make assumptions about her parents who he doesn't know. And she didn't well, ask here's for thing. him. Th- here's, here's another thing, right? And I think I'm just like an optimist person, right? Like the way Arya's looking at this situation is doom and gloom. This is a nuclear s- situation, and as soon as it boils over, it's not going back. And I'm like, is it though? Like, it, it might not be a nuclear situation. Like, you're putting all this weight on yourself. It might not be what as bad as you think it is. Sure, and I think that's one way to phrase it, right? Is to say yeah. like things could still work out. Yeah, Your parents might have to work through this, but it could work yeah. out. Yeah. What Ezra said was maybe. Your mom already knows. Maybe they came to an understanding. And you, person who already feels like you're the only thing holding your family together, mm-hmm. are actually wrong and don't know anything about your parents. 
I feel like knowing that she is 16 years old mm-hmm. and that she, as a 16-year-old, feels that the world is all about her, especially within her family. And Sony told her he's not. Right, but like, <laughs> this is not the time or place, especially when this, this girl came to talk Wait, about- pause. How I'll like to say real quick, you. Jay, this isn't, this should not be a time or a place. Right, no, <laughs> I agree continue. with you. <laughs> but since we're but, here, we're going to talk about it. Right. This is not the time or place to say, like, mm-hmm. your parents, one of whom I've never met, like, I'm going to tell you that, you know, there could be this whole other side to them, mm-hmm. that you know nothing about the people. And it's like, well, if I know nothing about them, then I sure don't know anything about you or and the I man like, who I'm making out with. And I'm like, you know what? You are damn right. You do not know this man. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> and and Arya's like, genuinely upset because he she says i thought that you saw me as an equal um but no. you just think that i'm a child which is true she's a child and yes. she says like why don't you think i'm mature enough to handle this um well no no, no like like here's the thing right um he said hey this is like basically this is adult st- stuff adult situations and you might not know everything was happening with them and then she takes that to me oh so you think I'm immature? And he's like, where did this come from? Because if I can tell you one thing, Jay, real quick, being adult and being mature is not synonymous. <laughs> You've met me. <laughs> you know that's what, true. I know um, that's true. But, but, but I think the fact that she even jumps to this thing, it's like, no, this is proof that you're not mature right now. <laughs> right. And, and I think that like, mm-hmm. this was an art, like this was the conversation that they came to have, right? Like, this mm-hmm. is the defining their relationship. Like, they are not mature enough to be in this relationship because one of them is physically not mature enough to be in that relationship. I agree. And the other one is not emotionally or, in- or intellectually mature enough mm-hmm. to realize that he shouldn't be in the relationship. And so, yes. again, this just feels like they were having a conversation about themselves but putting it through the lens of Arya's parents, which felt inappropriate because Arya really came there to talk about her and Ezra. And so at the end of the day, that's how she's viewing their conversation anyway. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I get that. I, so like I, Ezra I was that. projecting the whole, like she sees that Ezra, she sees it as Ezra is projecting. Ezra sees I, it as I don't I'm think, using yeah. my experience to say that you know there are some things that you don't know about even the people that you're closest to and that's okay because mm-hmm. you don't need to know everything about everyone for people to work things out mm-hmm. and they're basically having two separate conversations they are they 100 are yeah <laughs> um which is the worst kind of way to have a fight like if you're gonna have a fight make it worth it make it about make sure you're on the same page Pause. At least make sure you're on the same topic. In the same book. <laughs> in the same library. <laughs> I don't want these two in a library together. At least there's an adult, another adult there. How far away does a sex offender need to be from a school at all times? Isn't it 500 meters? I don't know, but however far away he needs to be a little further than that. I feel like he needs to be in Hawaii right now. That's how far away he needs to no, be. No, no. The Hawaiians didn't ask for that. I feel... <laughs> <laughs> where do you want to send them then we can send them to the Bermuda Triangle Florida, what, what the Florida do <laughs> you can't see this but you can hear 
my look that I'm giving AJ. <laughs> listen, I know a bunch of great people that live in Florida, and and they would right, they, and they need- deserve to go to Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Aria leaves. She's upset. She leaves, which is probably Honestly, the best decision she could have made. The, I legit wrote my note. The best decision anyone has made tonight. <laughs> um, and that concludes the first day of this episode. Because um, then the next day at school, Hannah goes back and she's like, I had a great time with my dad at the shooting gallery named the Jolly Roger. Um, with my dad and she told me and and he told me some about what's going on in his life or she told him some of what's going on in her life and he actually listened to her and she's like I feel like he actually listened to me which also feels really sad but also remember she's a teenager and she probably feels like nobody listens to her well she's looking for validation from the man who like left her so the fact that he's showing her any attention and like propping her that's up why her, like, she's working on to that oh Hannah needs to learn to love herself like she, 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 she needs, she's trying to find um, acceptance from places she don't need to be looking. Exactly. Um, but her dad asked her to go out to dinner for real this time. That night. Well, pause. Did she, or did she not like partially tell him about A? Cause I, 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 I don't, I didn't, I wasn't sure if she did or not. I got the feeling that she didn't talk about A, but she was like, it's been really hard since we found out that Allie was murdered and now mm. there's a detective that keeps interrogating me. Mm. Probably didn't tell him that Ashley's sleeping with him, but she probably was like, this detective, he won't leave me alone and I'm just really upset. And, you know, it's been really hard and like things with Sean aren't as great as I want them to, be. you know, like probably talked about like things on the surface level, but didn't go into everything. Can I ask you a quick question? Who's a more prominent mother figure in this show? Um, no, not mother figure. Just who's the more prominent mom? Arya's mom or Hannah's mom? I think so far, by prominent, what do you mean? Like who is more vocal to the show? I think on screen, it's Ashley Marin, mm-hmm. but we talk more about Arya's mom. Like we hear other people talking about Arya's mom, aka Arya, more, mm-hmm. but we see Ashley more. Gotcha, gotcha. And we know more about Ashley. <laughs> but all we, we know is that Ella doesn't know. Well, <laughs> yes, Ella, that is her name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not Arya's mom. Or Mrs. Montgomery, you know, either way. They didn't know they had a last name. <laughs> Um, and Hannah has all these grand plans in her head about how she might go to Maryland for the summer to be with her dad and maybe she'll, you know, go to the beach with him, but she doesn't want to leave her mom alone too long, but it would be so nice to spend the summer with her dad and they Mm -hmm. all kind of agree. And then, uh, it's time for English class. Yay. English. Now, AJ, a little birdie told me that you've never read the classic. To kill a mockingbird. I like you said a little birdie. I, I think I told you that. It wasn't <laughs> you. You did. <laughs> this is me being a mockingbird. I'm mocking you. Oh, um, oh, is that what mockingbirds do? I feel like they just like look for flowers. So they can imitate sounds that other birds make, and sometimes like sounds that could be like kids laughing a little bit. Mm. 
Um, so that's why they're called a mockingbird. More mocking as in I can sound like other things. I feel like if you've learned two things from this podcast series so far, is that I don't read classical books and I do not know know anything about birds. (laughs) Well, that's okay because uh, you know who does know classical literature? Ezra Pitts. I I feel like this team is debatable if he knows it. (laughs) Well, for those of you who don't know, spoiler alert for the classic To Kill a Mockingbird. Which was because I need to find out because I don't 19, know it. Which was published in 1960, so you're a little late. I just, I, you said this was like um, a big book for um, civil justice, civil rights. Yeah, so it takes place um, in um, the 30s during the Great Depression in Alabama, um, and there are there's Atticus Finch. Finch mm-hmm. is also a bird um but There's like all these birds he's not a bird but like the name finch is also the name of a bird wait um, is, is 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 a mockingjay a bird or is that just a symbol for something in the book it's probably a symbol it is a bird ah uh, dang it <laughs> okay because um, <laughs> the pin is a bird remember it's a pin okay um so <laughs> finch is a lawyer he's middle-aged ish um and he has two kids um he his wife has died um Mm -hmm. and the story is basically told by um his two kids uh who have nicknames that are scout and gem uh and in the book part of the plot is that a judge appoints atticus to defend a black man who has been accused of raping a young white woman Mm. um named Mayella Yule and mm. um Atticus goes against what the town approves and decides mm-hmm. to defend Tom to the best of his ability give him an actual fair t- trial mm-hmm. and Jem and Scout are um are basically like bullied by other kids and Scout tries to stand up for her father mm-hmm. um and starts fighting at school even though Atticus tells her not to um and they encounter much discrimination um and including discrimination against the black man being defended like they also witness that um including an attempted lynching Mm -hmm. um so they see firsthand white violence um and white supremacy Mm -hmm. um and these kids are about six years old Mm-hmm. So like they're truly like this is their formative years. They're starting to understand the world in it like for they're in the, for the first time really. Yeah. Um, and Atticus Finch says like I don't want my kids to see the trial. Mm-hmm. Um, but the mm-hmm. Reverend invites the kids anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and Atticus establishes in court that um, Mayella and Bob, um, who is um, Mayella's dad, are lying in court. I was about to say, is it weird that I was like, why don't you want to see your kids? Watch your kids watch this court case? But then I was also like, the dad it's said no. Race. So I, it, I, it, I, I, I understand it's a, it's a very serious subject that um, some kids should not need to be um, experienced with. Comma, but this is also a racial case. 
And I feel like it's like, oh, this is important. So, right. But I think so. But you don't know that if you re read the book, you do know is that Bob Yule is also a very violent man. Mm. And, um, and they don't see the, the lynching, the attempted lynching itself, but they like hear the mobs and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so like, he doesn't want his children to be exposed to more potential danger and he doesn't know what's going to happen at court because, you know, he genuinely is defending Tom to the best of his ability. And he doesn't know if people are going to show up violent towards him and mm -hmm. like presumably like they could see their father get killed mm -hmm. in court and he doesn't want that to happen um so um it's revealed that mayella actually made advances towards tom um and was beaten by her father and then they made up the story um mm. but the jury convicts tom anyway mm. Yeah, mess. Mm. which is unfortunately a very real thing that mm -hmm. happened quite frequently mm -hmm. um, in the United States, not just the American South, but especially the American South. Um, Atticus remains hopeful and, and thinks he can get the verdict overturned, but um, there's a scene where Tom supposedly tries to escape jail um, and he shot 17 times and killed. So the black man he was trying to defend is killed. Mm -hmm. um, and so even though Tom was convicted, Bob Ewell is humiliated at the trial. And he says that he's going to take revenge on Atticus. Um, and so he attacks Jem and Scout while they are walking home from a school Halloween pageant. And Jem gets a broken arm. Um, but amid the confusion of everything happening, the ruckus, someone comes and saves Jem and Scout and the mysterious person carries Jem home. And that's when Scout realizes that all along this mysterious figure has been their recl reclusive neighbor, um, who everyone says is like crazy and a monster. Um, and his name is Boo Radley. Um, and there's a small subplot where Jem and Scout um, leave small gifts in a, in a hole in a tree outside of the Radley place. Um, and Boo Radley sometimes will like smile and wave at them and like, and basically like, or like write them nice notes, things like that. But like, essentially that Boo is like appreciative towards the kids. I'm not gonna lie. At this point, I don't think I would have liked it if I read this book. I, it's, it was, it's a well-written book, but like, it's depressing. It's, it's awful. Um, but then we get to the part of the story. This is the end of the book mm -hmm. that Ezra is teaching in class this day. Um, Did class start a week ago? Yeah, but I think this was like a summer reading book. Oh. It very often was a summer <laughs> reading book. It, like when I was in school too. I, I don't um, like it. Don't, don't make your students read books over the summer. Give them, I say, give them choices of, encourage them to read over the summer, but don't say you have to read this one book. Give them I, like a choice of like 10 books that you have to read one of the 10. Also, I disagree with the premise because this is his first year teaching. Well, it could have been like it was required that like all, some districts have assigned reading mm. for certain grade levels, things like that. Gotcha, um, gotcha. So we get to the point where Ezra's teaching class and he wants to have a debate about what happens next in the book, the end of the book. Mm -hmm. 
because Bob Yule is found dead from a knife wound. Um, and Atticus believes that his son did, his son killed Bob, but the sheriff is pretty certain that it was Boo Radley who rescued Jem. Mm -hmm. Um, and the sheriff decides that in order to protect, uh, Boo's privacy, he's going to report that Bob Yule fell on his own knife during an attack. Um, and then Boo asks to walk Scout home, says goodbye at his front door, and he's never seen again. Mm -hmm. um, and Ezra decides to have the conversation of why do you think that Bob, why do you think that Atticus wants to say his son is responsible mm -hmm. and trade his son's innocence in? Like, why is that, he going to betray his son you know, in that way? That is a great question. That is a really good question. And Arya makes a comment about, do you remember what her comment was about? I have no clue. I just remember, um, I wrote down in my notes, imagine the loudest eye roll. Okay, so basically, <laughs> I'll get to that. So basically, Arya says that maybe he truly believed that uh that Jem did it and and maybe he knows that just because his son is a child it doesn't mean that he's not capable of doing this horrible thing or defending himself and handling a situation where he saved himself wait can I can, can I ask you a question yeah is it wrong that now that I hear more about the story I believe I'm on the other kid's side more than I am with Arya. <laughs> well, it's because it's, that... it's, it's because that's the correct interpretation. Oh, so but, okay. The other kid, <laughs> there's another kid in class, a boy in class, who mm -hmm. says, "Well, actually, um, what if, what if Atticus was trying to say that it was his son? Because you're not going to convict a six-year-old or a seven-year-old." Mm -hmm. um of murder mm -hmm. when clearly this child has a broken arm mm -hmm. um which and was attacked by bob yule mm -hmm. like you're not going to convict him because bob yule ended up dead but you might convict a man who otherwise has never done any harm to anyone in the community and we've had enough injustice here let me tell he you this wrongfully convicted enough people in this town. We don't need to make mm -hmm. another another case out of this and we don't need to have more violence. And it is this my Flem guy is making a lot of sense to me. And it it is my it, if I remember correctly, Boo Radley did kill Bob Yule. Mm -hmm. So Atticus Finch is essentially saying. I couldn't save Tom, who was innocent. But there's nothing we can do about Bob Yule being dead. And he is the reason that Tom is dead. And do we want to have a third person lose whatever freedom they could possibly have because of Bob Yule? Can we have someone live freely knowing that this was to defend a child and just say that Bob Yule felt like just say that you know 
my six-year-old defended himself. And while I don't think it's legally the right thing to do, oh, knowing no. this, knowing the story. Legally, that's the wrong thing to do. Right, but like knowing <laughs> the story, mm-hmm. um, Boo Radley is very much like the villainized like neighbor with the boarded up house and like everyone's like he's a monster and it's like insinuated that he might be reclusive because of, oh. of mm-hmm. uh, uh, developmental disabilities or intellectual mm-hmm. disabilities but mm-hmm. no matter what no matter why this man has never done anything to anybody he just lives in his own house and doesn't show his face and he saved a child's life so I, I- so because this man things. led to the death uh-huh. of himself and of an innocent black man in this horrible way, and he is not only the reason that this man was arrested, but he's also the reason that he's literally dead now. Yeah. Can we just have some peace in this town? I uh, mean, I don't think it's right to sacrifice your six-year-old son's innocence. But I at the same time, I quick. don't think but at the same time, I don't think that these kids have I think that these kids have very much been awoken to what is possible in the world. And I think to presume that these kids still have that sense of innocence and that like people can be like purely good. I think that's sort of been ruined for them anyway. I feel like from not knowing the book, from not knowing the book and only watching that scene, I thought Atticus was a bad person. Oh, okay. From just the scene in the show. Yeah. I thought he was the villain. I thought no, I was like, oh, is... this, I don't trust this lawyer. So then we can get into the, <laughs> we'll get into this people on another podcast. Um, but like I said, like there's a whole controversy about the sequel, which is called uh, To Set a Watchman or Go Set a yeah. Watchman. Um, but anyway, this other kid in the class brings up that point, right? The point that I just made. Yeah. And Ezra loses his shit on this like 16 year old. He's like, are you trying to say that Arya's stupid? Like he literally is like, are you trying to say Arya doesn't know how to read? I would also like to know real quick about the scene. Everyone in this classroom is uncomfortable. Like, and not not when he not even when the Flem guy speaks up, but while Ezra and Arya's having this like back he's and forth. Berating her. This class is uncomfortable and it only gets worse. Like he's like, <laughs> I'm gonna make Arya feel so stupid. And then someone else is like, actually, I disagree with Arya's point because I had a different interpretation of the book. And he's like, well, actually, you're stupider. <laughs> He's like, do not come for my child. <laughs> do not. Oh, in my notes, I wrote, um, what did I write? Um, Ezra becomes nearly violently angry as the other teen comes for his child bride. See, I wrote, fire this man now. <laughs> Both can be true. <laughs> Both can be uh, true. I, I think both are true. Both is 100 true. <laughs> like I genuinely. <laughs> All right. Enough. Enough of the. Ezra's just not fit to be a teacher, especially when Arya's around. But I think also just mood-wise, he can't handle someone having a, a different interpretation of a book. Or going against what he wants the lesson to be. And mm-hmm. I feel like he is not 
fit to be a classroom teacher? Is he not fit because he just um just graduated college and does not know what he's doing? Probably did not sit in enough classrooms or prepare himself? Or is he not fit because he should not be a professor? Well, he shouldn't be a teacher. He's like trying to get with Arya. <laughs> so I think it's a little bit of both, but I think here his temper gets in the way. And I feel like if you can't teach a bunch of high schoolers that are having a civil discussion without screaming at them. Like he is 100% the one who escalated that situation. Right, like no one was, like Aria was a little upset, but you're always going to have someone who's a little off. Maybe someone's having a bad well, day. pause. He was um, and pounding her. And because of him. Yes, like it's not but, like but she's like, off because she don't like, know what she's talking about. Sure, but like you could have someone who's off for a million different reasons, right? A hundred percent. This was a relatively civil conversation that only escalated because of his personal feelings. And part of me feels like that's inexperienced as a teacher, but a lot of that feels like he is an entitled white man who's never been told no in his life. And now he's taking it out on a bunch of children because he didn't get boned last night. <laughs> by a child this is a disturbing day but this like okay. it is disturbing like he, he he was like one octave away from just pure white male rage correct and so i think <laughs> that like he's unfit to be a teacher for all of those reasons <laughs> like the answer isn't either or it's yes and <laughs> i see you've been doing some improv classes <laughs> My whole life is improv. <laughs> I never know what's coming next. And, and that's why you podcast with me, because you'd be like, I don't know what AJ's going to say. Exactly. I like to be, keep, be kept on my toes. Um, yeah. And a bunch of high schoolers are keeping Toby on his toes. Because they thought <gasps> his locker was shaving cream. <laughs> Which, like, isn't funny. But it's, if, it, I, if it happened to someone other than Toby, it would be funny. I'm not gonna lie. Even though it happened to Toby, I did all be laughing. I was like, "Oh, baby!" <laughs> it just reminded me of Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Is that a reference? Ah, uh, yes, ah, uh, Eeyore, <laughs> where he's like already having a bad day, already feeling kind of down, and then his tail falls off. He's like, "Well, I guess I gotta deal with this now." <laughs> <laughs> after another keeps happening to him but unlike Eeyore there is no bright side to look on <laughs> like his life is pretty sucky right now because of the people he goes to school with someone protect this kid you know what the worst thing they did was not releasing him it was not keeping him I don't know if that's true because I feel like he was not sent to a place that was good for him he did not come back looking I, I like to believe that he had a lot of friends they were very nice to this man and he got to eat jello that's all I want for him. He was like the sweet cinnamon roll in juvie where all the like big tough kids like stood up for him and made And they was like, you know what? You're our precious gemstone now and we're going to protect you at all costs. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I like this interpretation. And he's yes. and he's really like he's not depressed because he was falsely convicted of a crime. 
he's depressed because he has to go back to Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. He was like, at least there are people like me. <laughs> I fucking love Toby. Oh, Emily sees it. Happens. Pause she for says now. Nothing. Emily says nothing. She's just like, she's like, mm, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> yep, today's Tuesday, ain't it? <laughs> you know what happens on Tuesdays? You fill Toby Kavanaugh's locker with shaving cream and just walk on by. <laughs> oh my god. Do you? Do you think Toby Kavanaugh also has cleaned up? Like, like, he's like goes to a professor. Like, is there a janitor that can help me clean this? And they're like, no, they're off today. You got to do that yourself, or we're going to suspend you. No, I think what they said was, "Why did you make this mess for the janitor to clean up, Toby? You made the mess. You got to clean it." <laughs> no. Like, and then, no! And, and then, no. And then Toby's like, "I didn't." And they're like, "You opened the locker, and this house would it get in there." Because he goes to school with a bunch of- pause. This is just like his garage. Like your garage burned down. <laughs> How did that happen? I think the principal was probably like, you are the one who got the shaving cream on the floor. So you need to clean it up. <laughs> He's like, what about the inside of the locker? He's like, yeah, you can clean that up too. What TV show can we teleport Toby Cavanaugh to so that we can't have a better life? <laughs> um, We could put him on Friends. I feel like- He's a child. <laughs> He could be in a coffee shop. He could be a barista. Okay, okay. I'm not saying put him on Shark Tank. On Shark Tank? Who is going to take um, Mr. Perfect's position? You know what? Toby Kavanaugh grows up to become Chris Kattan on Celebrity Big Brother 3. That's precious. And he gets to be friends with Mariah. Oh my gosh, all is good in the world. And and all he wants to do is go home and, and be eat like, you cake. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, just let me leave. And you're like, no. You want to go to a better place? There is no better place. This is the bad place. <laughs> this is the bad place. <laughs> New podcast coming soon. Rosewood. This is the bad place. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. What's uh, next, Ray? Yeah. I said, what's next? Um, well, next we go out to Hannah's second dinner with her dad. Mm. And I didn't like this dinner. Hannah's like, thank you so much for taking me out for dinner. Um, I'm just lucky that we're hanging out. And he says, no, I'm lucky that I get to have dinner with you two nights in a row. Are you sure Sean won't be jealous? And he's just genuinely trying to get more information about how Sean feels, right? Like he's not trying to be creepy, but it, can, it comes across a little that way. But oh, like, Jay, my my ears were on high alert. I was like, so I'm about to go south on this dinner. Like, who has dinners two nights in a row? <laughs> uh, but like, it came across as a little creepy the way that he asked it. But like, you can tell that he's like genuinely trying to like figure out what's going on with her and Sean because he like cares about her daughter his daughter's happiness a little or maybe he cares like a lot about sean is like i hope the preacher preacher family don't like me less (laughs) i don't want to go hell (laughs) for something my daughter did (laughs) that's my daughter that ain't me (laughs) listen i'm not throwing her to the wolves or anything i left her i didn't even try to raise her (laughs) i knew she was trouble (laughs) i said bye (laughs) Um, 
And Hannah says that she hasn't talked to Sean since the party, which like doesn't sound like real mature adults like Hannah was saying, does it? Well, honestly, if I was Sean, I also would not want to talk to those women. <laughs> right, but Hannah's like, oh my gosh, everything's great. We're talking, we're being adults. Yeah, and I think that, I think that Tom also like genuinely is concerned that his daughter's behavior is becoming more and more unhinged because he's like are you sure this doesn't have to do with Allison and like everything that everything that's happened you know it might have to deal with like I don't know a father abandoning his child possibly I, I think that's part of it but also like Hannah has experienced a lot in a short period of time like there's a lot of grief there's a lot of change um, I, I'm just I just said that because he's pretending he's not part of the problem oh 100% but I think like I think like both are true again like I think mm. that it's partly because you know her dad walked out on her mom and her and then abandoned them and didn't talk to them and then I think it's also like her friend died and then uh like, lost a bunch of weight and like her friend group sort of changed like I get why people might well not people those three might think she might be the first one to cry because of everything However, I feel like this is making her um, more solid, and that is not okay. Yeah, it's, it's making her tougher, but not in the way that it needs to make her tougher. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Hannah's been through a lot, but she, life just said, you need a couple more lemons. Jay, what show can we put Hannah in so that we Hannah can have a <laughs> Listen, I don't think these girls are going to have much happiness in this show. Listen, there's only one we got to get out. Well, there's two that we got to get out. There's three we got to get out, but one of them belongs there. We got to get out Hannah. We got to get out Mona. Jenna got to go, but she belongs here. <laughs> yeah. Um. And Toby. Don't forget about Toby. We put Toby in the friend's cafe. Yeah, he's going to be a barista. He's going to be a barista. It'd be great. And, 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 and also, while we're at it, give Sean a new car. <laughs> Yeah, get Sean a new car. Put Sean on like I don't know. I feel like he would do well in like Top Gun. I've never seen Top Gun. I think they do car things. Car things? <laughs> I have this distinct memory of remember, I have this distinct memory of Josh Wiggler and Mike Bloom at some point talking about Top Gun and there were cars involved. I think it was on Down the Hatch. Ah, understood. Um, but anyway, all of it doesn't matter because the lemons that uh, Tom is throwing towards Hannah is the fact that he is engaged. Not only is he engaged, but his new fiance and her daughter, Isabel, the fiance, the daughter, Kate, are there to have dinner with them and okay so i just need to pause and paint a picture okay. for people who didn't watch the episode if you took hannah and spencer and you morph them into one body that's what kate looks like like hannah with spencer's face and style hmm. and then isabel looks ex like looks like if ashley marin Gained like 20 pounds, maybe. I gotta Google who Ashley Marin is. That's the mom. 
That's Hannah's mom. Ah, so you're saying he has a type. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like, I think part, like, not only is Hannah imagining that, you know, she's reconnecting with her father and that her father is there to make up for lost time, but I think she also sees Isabel and Kate. She's like, oh, you just replaced us. Not only did you replace us, but you replaced us with knockoffs. Well, well, here's my thing. This is not how you do it. Like, if you are separated as parents, you do not just spring your fiancé on your child. <laughs> That's not how you do it. Your child has to be physically, mentally, and emotionally prepared for what's going to happen because you don't know how they're going to react. And I think he's lucky Hannah acted as calm as she did. <laughs> Listen, like, he didn't say, like, oh, I have, like, he didn't on the first night say, like, hey, like, I want to talk to you. I got nope. engaged. Nope. And, you know, we're you're going to meet them tomorrow. He was like, oh, yeah. How's things with your boyfriend? By the way, I'm engaged now. Here she is. And it's not even like, oh, I'm engaged now. It's like, I'm engaged now. Not only here is her, here is also her daughter. And also, she looks just like you. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Like, not, for not, not just, but like, you know what I mean? Like, Hannah sees, Hannah sees Kate. And I, Hannah You're a has... knockoff version of me who has accomplished things because Kate starts talking about how she's on a sailing team and she's really good at sailing and some of the other things that she's done. And especially because Hannah's been around Spencer, who's talking about all her accomplishments, it kind of makes, I can see Hannah feeling really inadequate because Hannah's gone through a lot of personal change to try and be a person that she wants to be, whether or not it's based in wanting to be like Allie or wanting to be conventionally attractive or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, She's gone through all this change, right? And her dad found someone who looks like her mom uh, and found someone who looks like her mom who also has a blonde daughter, but but who is actually like not in trouble with the law. (laughs) He's like, I just want a child who does not have a rap sheet. That's all I want. (laughs) I mean, now we're starting to sound like Pam, who is Emily's mom. Um, But... I think in in Hannah's world, she's like, I'm Prada and Kate's a knockoff. But honestly, but you're honestly, making me feel like I'm the knockoff and she's the Prada. And you shouldn't make me feel that way because like I thought I was finally good enough for you. Let me tell you something. Anyone who um sailboats is a knockoff. Like y'all are not on a good level. <laughs> like honestly, you are subpar. And you know what? I don't care if I'm alienating you from the podcast. We don't want you here. <laughs> Unless you're from Iceland. Yes, I, we love all Icelandic people. <laughs> but um, like, Kate right. thinks she's hot-ish, but she is not hot-ish. Let me tell you something. Hannah's odd-ish. She has personalities. She has styles. She is fun. But also, I think that, like, the way... And she, she can tell when someone's wearing veneers. <laughs> but I think that, like, Kate was, wasn't was trying to, like, brag just to brag. I think she was kind of like... Pause. Kate did not want to be there. Kate, Kate did didn't not want to be there either. And I think Kate was trying to say, like, oh, like, here's something that happened in my life recently, and, you know, I'm trying to, like, share some things about me, maybe with something in common. No, I like she to just say, I know like... Hannah, she's like, Hannah, do you sail? And Hannah's, like, in Pennsylvania. And you know, she's like, question. oh, well, you'll have to, like, I'll have to teach you when you come visit. So I think Kate, like, is trying to be as polite as she can be. Yes, I agree 100%. So I, I don't dislike Kate, but she's definitely, like, not half. I, I think of the three people at that table, 
that's not Hannah. I dislike Kate the least. Agreed. But I I think Kate just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. And she was just in the crossfire. And, and now we don't like Hannah's her. venom. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I feel like Hannah is a good judge of character, minus um Allison. <laughs> right. And so like and and you know she'll tell you how she feels. Yeah. Because she has no filter. <laughs> None. Which I love. But can we talk about yo, can we can we just get this um part out of the way, just the entire family thing? Mm-hmm. How are you? going to tell talk about my financial issues my troubles in front of these people that i don't know like i don't know this woman i don't know this little girl but you're going to talk about this stuff about me no we do this one-on-one privately because i don't care who she is i don't care if you're about to get married to her tomorrow we ain't talking in front of her this ain't got to deal with her she can go back to wherever she's from probably like some dumb place in maryland i don't know (laughs) some dumb place in maryland (laughs) shout out to our maryland people I... Am, am I in the wrong? Am I just overreacting or no? No, I think you're doing great. Oh, uh-huh. I like the validation. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the end of that with Hannah for now. I want to throw up. Please don't. Like, I, like honestly, all goodwill that he gained during that one episode, he lost in this one scene. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I can't have nice things. That's why I'm like very cautious with well, Sean. I feel like there's a, where's the hammer going to drop? Um, it's also in this scene that, and I'm kind of combining a couple scenes because it goes back and forth for a while. But um, mm-hmm. in this scene, Tom, also, in, front of ha- in front of Hannah, Isabel, and Kate says, I talked to Sean's dad. And I'll work and I'll pay for the damage. And Hannah, you can work in Sean's mom's office. And Hannah's like, isn't she a dentist? (laughs) Which understandably, she's like, I'm not going to, I'm not eligible. I can't put my hand in someone's mouth. No, thank you. No, no, shut up. No, shut up. (laughs) Hannah, shut up. I am on your side. However, you did something terrible. You're lucky right. this is all you have to do. So so don't, but, come, don't but have like, attitude. But like I, I understand why she's like, how am I going to work this off in a dentist's office? Because like, let's be real. Hannah is not the most creative thinker. <laughs> now listen, Jay. I don't need you coming for Hannah. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that's a bad thing because honestly, like I have these moments too. Mm. I'm not saying that, like, I think that, and I think that someone who doesn't know Hannah might see her and think, oh, she's a dumb blonde. But I think she has that instinctual reaction where she's like, I don't get what you're saying to me. And she says, I don't get what you're saying to me. And it takes mm-hmm. her a minute to catch on sometimes. But like, also sometimes I think she's trying to be funny with it. Like, I think she's very smart, oh. but I think also like, sometimes she just has that instant reaction of like, I can't be a dentist, I'm 16. Oh, what was that joke she made about the boat? Oh, it went over her head and it was so funny. I don't remember. Oh, she was um, like, um, I should come teach you um, sailing sometimes. And she's like, yeah, we both go out sailing and one of us come back and see oh, which yeah. one it is. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And she was um, like, is that a joke? Yeah, that's a joke. Just like this fork is a joke. And Kate was just like, it was like she'd never heard of like dark humor. She's <laughs> like, why would you joke about one of us not coming back? And Hannah's like, because one funny. of us is going to drown. <laughs> And it might be me. Um, 
And then um, Tom is like, no, you're going to do clerical work, like making copies, answering phones. And um, like, can you tell me why I thought <laughs> at first clerical work was like, you know, summoning the dead or some stuff like that? Because you're thinking of a cleric, <laughs> which is different than clerical work, which comes from the word for clerk. Mm, but they're related <laughs> words so don't worry okay. Um, okay i thought i was being good number no no you're not, no like i feel like that was like a hannah thing where it's like these two things are related i'm gonna say they're related and it's like you're not wrong but you're not right you know? <laughs> that's the life motto of mine <laughs> that's the space we that's the space where we grow yeah <laughs> um and kate at this point having already had this joke go over her head like She's like, oh, you know, it might like dentistry, like that's interesting. You might learn something. And Hannah's like, you could stand to learn two or th- a thing or two about teeth, basically being like, your teeth are so shitty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and like, I get it. Hannah's in a bad mood, but like, she didn't need This to is why you don't surprise people with a fiance and a potentially new stepsister. <laughs> and also, like, especially not now what what part of this situation that hannah's currently going through like you listed all those issues that hannah was going through like not that long ago what makes you think this is the perfect moment to introduce her to your fiance (laughs) in her child i don't know everyone in this episode everyone in this show has one bad idea after another like next what about toby cavanaugh does he have bad ideas no um because he he's just staying at home and uh <laughs> which Emily, is the best choice anyone can make in the show just stay at home yeah he's just staying at home and he's taking out the trash and he sees emily who is also taking out some trash and tearing up some the photos from the photo booth to throw away and mm-hmm. he's like are you okay and she says i'm as okay as i can be for someone taking out the trash you should just say yes um and toby is just a sweetheart here and he's like i get it you don't want me as a lab partner and i get that you want to be careful about who you get close to and hang out with and i know i have a bad reputation there's nothing i can do about that like i and jay this was the moment that toby just shot up in my rankings like (laughs) tell me why like, Toby Cavanaugh is so self-aware. And he just wants the best for this person who don't even like him. <laughs> yeah. He, like, he has such a sweetheart. <laughs> and he's like, listen, like, there's no one else who I can switch to be their lab partner. Like, I don't want to be someone else's lab partner because everyone hates me. So I might as well be the one, like, with the person that I was assigned. And, like, you're not a bad person. But I like that I'm your lab partner. But, like, I get it. You don't have to like me. But, like, and like, Every stick if, if, you have up your butt, like, get, take it out. No, that's not what he's like. He's like, and hey, listen, if this is going to hurt your reputation, I'm very sorry. I don't want to. <laughs> I actively want you to flourish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is so nice. And then um, Emily asks him a question. She needs to know the answer to who put the pictures there in her chemistry book. And she asks if Toby did it. She asks if Toby saw them. And Again, Toby is an angel. And he says, mm-hmm. you didn't want anyone to see them. 
and that's cool. Um, think about it this way. Mm-hmm. You love to swim and and you swim because you love to swim. Yes, Toby. People will see speaking. what they want to see mm. when they see you. Mm-hmm. But you need to do things because you like to do them. You need to focus on your happiness. Speak the truth, Toby. And I think Toby's a man who's been to therapy. <laughs> Toby Kavanaugh's the only person who's been to therapy. <laughs> it, it screams it. I freaking... But here's the thing, right? Toby Kavanaugh's being as sweet as humanly possible. There's still this undertone of creepiness to him, though. <laughs> I think it's just like the way he dresses is so different than how everyone else dresses. And like, he was in juvie. He's allowed, and now he's back in Rosewood. He's allowed to be depressed. I'm, which I'm okay with. We support everything you're going through, Toby. But Kavanaugh. everyone yeah. else finds him creepy because they either helped convict him of a crime or think he committed a crime. Like here's here's my here's what my heartbreak is, is Jay. Let me tell you something. I feel like if I was in the situation, I would have fell for the propaganda, and it hurts my heart. I know, same. <laughs> but like, yeah, as an outside we know viewer, the truth. Well, pause. Nothing has been confirmed or denied with Toby Kavanaugh. <laughs> That's fair. But, but in my head, well, I feel like know I know the, the truth. We do know and he is that Allie threw the sweet bomb in the garage. Well, oh, yeah. Well, that, yeah. Like, that was, he was we know he didn't do that. that. Yes, that we know he didn't do. Correct. <laughs> yeah. So he's he is um, a precious soul and we must protect. <laughs> um, But that's really all we get for now. Because then we go back to Spencer, who's at home alone, looking oh, at Allie's bracelet <laughs> and she's just vibing and she hears a crash downstairs and so she decides to do what no one should do in a horror movie and goes downstairs to investigate and like literally I knew what was going to happen because I've seen this before and I still was oh. like no don't do it don't go downstairs and she grabs a knife from the kitchen on the way because what? she's just going to stab <laughs> I I say you have one or two options if you're in um Spencer Spencer situations. It's a hide so that way the intruder does not catch you, or B grab a weapon and prepare to die. And I feel like she made her choice. <laughs> she made the choice the second she decided to go downstairs. She grabbed a weapon and prepared to die. Yeah, um, but luckily she doesn't need to necessarily fear for her life. Um, <laughs> I think she still does. <laughs> I said necessarily. I didn't say she definitely doesn't need to. Um, And it's Ren. And he's drunk. And he's carrying a flower pot with the the tree, a shrub inside. This is all levels weird. But he took it from the Hastings garden. So he literally just took like a plant in a pot from their yard and was like, I got you this present. Like he broke in through the back door. <laughs> and if you are listening, you're like, what the hell? It's because yes. he tried to call Spencer, but she didn't answer. And she's like, yeah, I blocked all the numbers that you didn't have saved in my phone. Um, and I understand why she might've deleted his number at that point, but it was a little weird that his call couldn't go through because I also would understand why she still had his number in the phone. Mm-hmm. So I was- so I was like, mm, Ren. Like, I wouldn't have to get his number at that point. We'll pause. I wouldn't have his number. <laughs> well, that's the I thing. Would... Like, like, 
you wouldn't have his number and then he wouldn't be able to call you. Yeah, but Jay, here's the thing. I feel like we've been learned that I will make better decisions. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so it's a little weird that his call didn't go through, but also I'm like, did he really call her? Because like he's drunk, maybe he thought he called her, maybe he called Steven instead of Spencer or a guy named Spencer instead of this Spencer. Like, but it was weird that his his call didn't go through. Um, but anyway, he's there because he wants to take full responsibility and confess to their to the Hastings. And Spencer's like, they're not home, you idiot. They're in New York with Melissa. Pause. And also, this would not have helped at all. This this would not have been like, oh, Spencer. I see what you see now. This drunk fool obviously was the initiator, and we should not have blamed you. Actually, well, I actually, think... Actually, you know, like, when I say that out loud. <laughs> when I say it out loud. <laughs> actually, this might have made things better for Spencer, but not for him. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, but I don't care about his safety. He but either way, it probably wasn't a good idea in general. No, it was not. <laughs> um, and he's like, when I say he's drunk, he's like falling to the ground. Like, he can't stand up. Um, like, he had a grand total of one and a half white claws. <laughs> sure. I mean, he's a British, so I think he can, like, I think, like, drinking is probably a little more of his culture. He don't seem, well, uh, you know what? He did smoke cigarettes. <laughs> and he had a, and he had a couple drinks uh, at the restaurant. No, he gave it to Spencer. Oh, that's true. Um, the Spencer's like how about I make you coffee and you know like you sober up a little bit and I'll get you back to where you need to be and we see that someone's recording them through the window which is like um Toby Kavanaugh do do you you don't think it's Toby no but that's just what he was accused of last time I know (laughs) I don't think it was Toby Kavanaugh who do you think I I, I, oh oh officer Derek because I think he's a officer he's not even a detective anymore (laughs) he got demoted in my head you're like everything bad in this town if it's not the four girls doing it themselves it's darren wilden honestly i feel like he is the source of all evil in this town i don't think he made ezra make out with a 16 year old <laughs> I think Ezra you know did it all on his own. I don't think he gets to get away. I don't think Ezra gets away without you know what? blame there. I agree. I, I believe I believe besides all the pedophilia, all the bad things that happen in this town is because of Officer Darren. I will allow that. <laughs> Do not strike that from the record. Yeah. Um, the the pedophiles are the problem for the pedophilia. Out. Of what? Of Darren Wilden. I will. Wait, okay. So am I the defense attorney? (laughs) I I just assumed you would never defend that man. (laughs) A man or a cop, especially a cop that's a man. (laughs) The only man I'm defending is my cat. Like, Jay, here's the issue. This is going to be a tough case to defend. (laughs) You know, I want to be the judge. I wanted to be the judge. You are the prosecutor. Bailiff? Oh. I thought you would love to bring up the trials of um 
I thought like Officer it's Jared. your theory, so I think you should be the prosecutor. Oh, bet. And I, <laughs> and I Listen. know the whole story, so I have to be the judge because I can't. I can't let. You can be my star witness. Ooh. <laughs> I'll play the role of the witnesses, but like, yes. <laughs> but like me, Jay. Yes. I will be the judge. But Bet. I can play witnesses on the gotcha. stand for the sake of the podcast. Understood, understood. Um, <laughs> and so not only is Ren like so drunk, but he's like insistent that he's going to apologize to Mr. Hastings and make everything right. And Spencer basically is like, I never wanted to hurt Melissa but I don't know if I want things to go back to how they were. Like, I definitely don't want to be with you necessarily. She's like, I don't like what happened, but I don't want things to go back to how they were because now it's clear where I stand and I still care about Melissa, no matter what happened. And like, to go back to how things were would for us to never have things out and now that we're having things out, I can only hope that things can get better. I think it's only going to get worse. I, I think I think once it rains, it pours, baby. And I think she just seen, experienced the drizzle. It's like, I don't like well, this. I want to be an optimist. Um, I'm not a fan of this Spencer person. So, uh, <laughs> listen, optimism will go out the way if I don't like you. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So, we're going to do... I am still Team Melissa, even though I did not get to see Melissa this episode. We're going to do a couple more switches back and forth. Right now, we're going to Ezra's apartment. Whoa! And Ari is there. Whoa! Um, and Ezra apologizes and says, you know, what I did in class today is unacceptable, which is true, it was. And Arya says, you were right about me in that I'm the fixer in my family. And I'm trying to keep my family together and I'm really afraid of things changing. And then she makes like this weird comparison where she's like, I had an Aunt Ruth. Aunt Ruth had a cat and the cat died. And then she had it taxidermied and she kept it in her house and it was really creepy. But she had a hard time letting go of things. And I don't want to hold on to this for the rest of my life, um, like a dead cat, which is like gross. But listen, she's a writer. She thinks in metaphors. I don't know what prompted this, but in my notes, I said, I can solidly say that Arya is my least favorite character on the show for the sole purpose of, I believe if she was not in the show, it would be much more fun. I mean, we're having fun. Oh, I'm having fun with you. But no, when I, Joe. <laughs> listen, the hour I have to spend myself watching is not fun. <laughs> One day we'll have a watch party. <laughs> um and Ezra says why don't you stay and we can talk things out a little more and no says, nope I gotta go talk to my mommy I need to tell her the truth she doesn't say it like that but essentially that's what she says I should have said you're a child get out of there <laughs> well Arya goes home <laughs> and she's like mom I need to tell you something and her mom looks at her she looks up from what she's reading at the table and her mom looks devastated it looks like someone reached in to ella's chest and mm -hmm. tore out her heart 
Mm-hmm. Um, and she hands the paper she's reading to Arya, and it's a letter from A. And it's basically like, hi, Mrs. Montgomery. Your husband had an affair. Your daughter knew about it this whole time, and neither of them have told you. And that's why your husband wanted to take a sabbatical to Iceland. And that's why he's been so nice to you. And that's why things have been so weird with Arya. And I don't want to intrude on your business, but I feel like you need to know. And Arya wasn't going to tell you, so I'm telling you. And it's signed A. I just showed my J. I just showed Jay my notes. That was basically three lines of just me laughing because of this happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it brought me so much joy, Jay. It, it, it made me so happy. I'm not going to lie. And I'm sorry that this woman is so crushed that her husband um, had cheated on her, her and that's why everything has happened. And basically everything she knows was a lie and that Arya has been actively not telling her. But I feel like I said this in episode one. I said, you either tell her or you forget about it. And if you don't tell her, she's going to find out you knew and it's not going to end well. <laughs> and look. <laughs> yeah. And we know that like Allie threatened to tell if Arya didn't. And we know that A has essentially threatened to tell if Arya, like Arya has been told by multiple, potentially multiple people. And she just throws them away like, oh, they're stalkers. No, they're trying to help you. <laughs> Well, they both can be true. <laughs> Pause the subtitle of this podcast, episode four. Um, both can be true. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, it's just, it's heartbreaking to see, but not for Arya. Like, it's heartbreaking to see this for Ella. Oh, listen, Ella has not been prominent enough of a character for me to care. Oh. Right, but like, I just saw it on her face. You know, like, I just Are you an empath, Jerry? No, because I don't believe in empaths. I think that empaths are people who are bad at setting boundaries with other people regarding their own emotions. I, I just love that whole like three weeks where TikTok was like, screw all empaths. I've been I've been on that train in the front of that train for years. Do you want to hear me rant about empaths? Yes. Me on a podcast with Chappelle, we'll talk about it with Enneagrams <laughs> uh, because I'm a two, which mm-hmm. is an emotional, per- it means that I'm, I am, I get a lot of my energy I can and convey a lot of my energy through emotions, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'm an empath. I think I can see that someone else is feeling something mm-hmm. and mentally acknowledge that someone else is feeling it. But Mm -hmm. just because someone else feels sad doesn't mean that I feel sad. (laughs) Just because someone else is experiencing a personal tragedy does not mean that is my problem. Yes. I can feel empathetic towards their situation. Mm -hmm. 100%. I might even cry because I might be thinking about my own personal tragedies. But I'm able to draw the line and say, Mm -hmm. your emotions are your stuff yes my emotions are my stuff and we can simultaneously Mm -hmm. feel the same emotions Mm -hmm. but i'm not gonna let your emotions ruin my day you can't do that that being said being around people drains my energy but that's called being an introvert which is different than being an empath because just because i'm around sad people doesn't mean that i'm sad i just have clinical depression 
<laughs> so I am always a little sad. So like if someone's crying, I might feel sad, but honestly, it's my own fault because I was probably feeling sad anyway. And it reminds me like, hey, remember you have clinical depression. You might want to cry now. But you're not sad because they're sad, like solely because. Right. Like I might feel sad because like. I'm you might feel scary. sad because you like know them and you like hate that they're going through this, but you're not like. Right. And I'm able to say like, it's horrible for anyone to lose mm-hmm. someone they love. Mm-hmm. And I know what it felt like when I lost somebody I love. Mm-hmm. But no matter what, like I'm, no matter what I experience in this world, it's through my own lens. Yes. And no matter what someone else experiences, it's not through my lens. So I can feel similarly. I might even feel exactly the same as somebody else, but I don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. And I feel that empaths are people who so desperately want to be a part of someone else's experience that they project mm-hmm. their own lens onto someone else's experience and don't give that person room to feel all of their feelings. Understood. And that's what you missed on Glee. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. We need, Mo- Mona needs to be in the Glee world. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you just solved our problem. Yay. <laughs> you think Toby would do well in Glee? No. <laughs> I feel like he could be friends with Mike Chang. He's 100% getting slushies in his face and he's not even part of Glee. <laughs> right. But I feel like he would be friends with Mike Chang. Like Mike Chang likes to dance. He doesn't even sing. He doesn't like to sing. Um, <laughs> but I feel like Toby, similarly, mm-hmm. he's like, I don't want to be here. I'm not having a good time. But like, I'm vibing with you because like, you found something you love and I'm happy for you. Like, I believe of the cast, I think Mike Chang will most likely be friends with Toby Kevin. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. Exactly 100%. what I said. I, I know what you said. No, pause. Actually, I feel like there's a difference. I feel like you're saying they will be friends, and I'm saying they're most likely to be friends. Well, in my head, I'm thinking, like, if I take Toby Kavanaugh out mm-hmm. of, of Pretty Little Liars, he's more likely to make friends in Glee. And I, I want to believe that he would make a friend. And, like, that's the first person that came to mind. It's like, he will 100% out of anyone in Glee... Like, he's guaranteed to make one friend because everyone at that school has a friend, even Rachel fucking Barry. <laughs> so, like, if Rachel Barry can make a friend, Toby Cavanaugh can make a friend, and it will be Mike Chang. You know what? I'm I'm here for this friendship. Mike Chang and Toby Cavanaugh. Mike Cavanaugh. Mm. Toby Chang. <laughs> and then they can open Mr. Chang's. <gasps> Mr. Oh and my Mr. gosh, Chang. this is coming full circle. <laughs> Mr. and Mr. Chang's. I love this. I love this so much. <sighs> yes, oh my God. Good luck, but, Felipe. But anyway, sorry to um Felipe. Ella. <laughs> oh, yeah, Felipe too. But Ella, sorry, fella. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm um, sorry you had to find out this way. <laughs> <laughs> sorry we made your depressing situation about Toby Kavanaugh. But, but I feel like not, not enough is about Toby Kavanaugh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then we switch back to uh Spence. to Spencer, who insists rightfully that Ren should not drive. 
She also insists that yes. Ren cannot stay in her house. Yes. <laughs> Two, yeah. Honestly, even though I don't like Spence, Spence is seeing the light right now. But, but like, listen, just like most of these characters on the show, the moment I think they see the light, they do something to mess it up. But we'll talk about it and later. I don't remember <laughs> when Uber was first coming about being a thing, but she's basically, she basically says, like, I'm going to make sure you get to your hotel. And so she drives him there and she texts Hannah, SOS. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hannah is so ready to leave the dinner. She drives on over to pick Spencer up at the hotel um and drive Spencer back to her house um and as Hannah's waiting in the car she sees that Ren and Spencer are talking and then they kiss Ren and Spencer kiss so first and foremost before I throw up um Uber was um founded in 2009 okay so it would still be really really new I don't know if it would be in a small town in Pennsylvania yet I I think it got popular like in like 2013 yeah yeah that sounds about right so i don't think um it'll be a thing where they can be like uber yeah and and also like even if there was an uber like i don't trust ren to not just like be like hey can you drive me around in a circle for like 10 minutes and then like drop me off back here (laughs) (laughs) you know like i just don't trust him Wait, pause. Okay, wait, okay. Who have we met so far that's most likely driving for Uber or Lyft or wherever? Um, like basically, who's picking up Ren? <laughs> if he were older, maybe Arya's brother. <laughs> if you want to talk about a blank slate on the show, there is an, what do we know about his brother that he tried out for lacrosse? We don't even know if he made a team. <laughs> that is what actually upsets me. <laughs> There are all these little like threads that we just haven't finished yet. We tied them up in nice little bows. That's amazing. Um, and how yeah, waiting... uh, Oh, go ahead. I, I got so mad. I got very upset when this happened. And and then he he was like, you know, you could come in like if you want to. You don't. I know your friend is right there, and she's also a minor. And I just kissed you in front of your friend. Uh, but we could like you know go inside. And Hello, Spencer's like, no, Hannah's right there. I gotta go. Um, thank you though. And I and I, I was genuinely like, Hannah, if you don't jump down your friend's throat after seeing what you just saw, you know she wasn't gonna do that. I feel like if someone was gonna do it, it would have been Hannah. Right, but I feel like Hannah is also like, ooh, older guy. And I don't think she necessarily knows who Ren, what Ren looks like or who Ren is. Because Spencer just met him. Well, it's Mr. Ben met him. Right, right, but like only met him like a couple weeks ago. Correct. Like, I don't think he's met all of Rosewood. He hasn't even been there the whole time. Or so we think. I I, I just felt like they're friends. She would have gossiped about her sister that she don't like and her fiance. But I also feel like Spencer felt kind of ashamed. And I also feel like they all have secrets that they haven't told the rest of the group. Like Arya hasn't told the other girls about the affair and Spencer I think has told them about cheating on the Russian paper but I don't think she's told her about what's Hannah's secret well I don't think Hannah has kept secrets as well that's why she's the person most likely to like be like yo (laughs) and Emily hasn't told them that she's a lesbian or that she's bi or whatever yeah I'm just saying if you want to 
I feel like if you wanted someone to pop stuff off, you go to Allison, but not at Allison's dead. If you need someone from the court group to pop off, it'll be Hannah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is why Hannah is like kind of the new Allie, but. We'll pause. Hannah's better than Allie. Right. But like in terms of the social hierarchy yes. at the school. It's like in you know, which goes back to what Mr. Officer Dean was talking about the other day. Not Officer Dean. What's his name? Officer Darrell. Not Darrell. Officer Darren. <laughs> I was like, you need to be a little whiter with that name, boy. <laughs> Darrell. No. You think this you man's name is Darrell, this white man. I knew it started with a D. <laughs> Not even Daryl. <laughs> Darrell. <laughs> How many Daryls do you think I know? <laughs> How many Daryls do you think I know? I don't know, but I know one Daryl and he's white. Wait. And it's not the guy from The Walking what Dead. What was, did, did you watch My Name is Earl? Yes. Back what was Crabman's name? Crabman. <laughs> but was it Darrell or Daryl? That's not even something I could Google. <laughs> 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 what do you mean? Because what if it's spelled Daryl but it's pronounced Darrell? It's Darnell. Darnell. Ah. Uh, that makes I'm, sense. I was about to have a crisis. <laughs> you just heard my Southern accent. Like when I get like frustrated or like worked up, my Southern accent comes out and I am not proud of it. <laughs> and you just heard it come out and I was like, Mm, I don't like the side of me. <laughs> I've worked real hard. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean for it to come out like this. I was like, this is not the person I want to be. <laughs> I'm a changed man. Uh, That's amazing. You know who's not a changed man? Ezra? Oh, that too. But I was going to go for Ren. Oh, you know what? Valid. <laughs> the other offender. <laughs> um, so Spencer's the one who has to like be like, goodbye. And she gets in Hannah's car. Um, but right before she gets in the car, Hannah hears the radio DJ say, do like a shout out a la um, Rob Sesternino or Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem, yeah. I was like the guy that voices Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Um, so a la Casey Kasem, um, he's like, this one goes out to a girl named Hannah from her best friend, A. I don't need you anymore. And that's the name of the song that plays. Like, I never heard that song before, and I actively chose not to listen to it. Um, that feels but, out of place. But it like, I don't a, feel like the correct answer. But it sends a message. It's like, I don't need you. Like, like you're small potatoes. Like, I'm going after something bigger. Like, I'm not going to set you up to get in trouble with the police. I'm going for something bigger is how I took that. Mm. I, um, I just took it as like, hey, you thought you got rid of me, but you ain't get rid of me. That too. And, and like, also, like, I can still get to you. And Spencer gets in the car and Hannah kind of says that. She's like, we are so out of our league. We don't know what we're dealing with. We thought we got rid of A. A is back. Yay, the hero of our story. Um, meanwhile, Emily goes to meet Maya, who is, uh, I believe, closing at work. She's like almost done. 
because it's nighttime and Maya is still upset with Emily understandably because Emily I would be too. berated her yeah and we're doing nothing wrong and Emily like accepts that she's like you know you have every right to be upset with me because I was really rude to you mm-hmm. and really for no reason mm-hmm. um and Maya says like are you mad at me because of the pictures or are you mad at me because of the kiss and like why do you always put meaning behind things instead of just enjoying things as they happen like why can't you just live life a moment at a time why are you so worked up well i will say again um i can easily tell my love language is not my love language and i would have been so off put by her love language so it's like it's not for everyone but like you know yeah and and Emily sort of says like I need time I need space I'm working through things on my own oh yeah the bigger Um, issue (laughs) and and she's like not just with you it's not just about you but like I need to figure out my own life for myself which like I think is really valid and I think Emily has to work on like her own understanding of her sexuality which is totally valid and I think that she I think again this is one of those rare moments where a character does the right thing she's by not apologizing be, and then also by being like i need space like she's not ready to be in a relationship she's had to fully understand herself yet she gotta learn herself and love herself first and i respect that from her and it's a valid reason um and so next thing we know um emily gets a sos text from spencer and so does mm-hmm. aria well i would like to say also um maya said you do what you gotta do. I'll wait for you. And if I was Maya, I'll be like, do what you gotta do. But I'm not waiting. Yeah. Like if I happen to be still here, <laughs> no, but if not. Mm. Yeah, like while you're working on you, I'm gonna work on me. And that means I'm gonna live my life. My life is not about to be on pause because you're figuring stuff out. <laughs> right. Which is also valid. Yeah. Um, so everyone gets an SOS text from Spencer and Hannah. Yes. Um and they go over to Spencer's house. Um, and it turns out that mm-hmm. on Spencer's mirror in her bedroom, there is a message written in jungle red lipstick, which is Allie's favorite color of lipstick. And it says, I won't be that easy, bitches. And that's our episode. Woo, we're done. <laughs> so, I I have uh, four messages from A for this episode. Those four? Some of them are a little stretch. Okay, but. So the first one is Ding Dong, the bitch is dead, which we're not sure is from A. Could be very I assume close. it's from A, and I hope it is, because that was fun. But either way, it's like, yeah, it's fun. And yeah. so I included it. So we have Ding Dong, the bitch is dead. Yes. We have the letter to Arya's mom. Yes. We have, I don't need you anymore. Oh, yeah. That's the and one then we about. have, I won't be that easy, bitches. Mm. What's your favorite? My favorite? It depends what I'm in the mood for. And I have the correct answer for right now, but it might change. Uh, but right now, it's the letter to the mom. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. I, I I feel like that is probably 
the hardest swing A has done yet. Like, like the other one was just like, oh, I'm tormenting you. This one was like, oh, I'm about to, um, things are about to change now. And you thought you got rid of me, but I'm about to come back with a force. <laughs> Here <Yeah>. you go. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. And, but I, I think this letter like shows that like A isn't just all bark and no bite. Yes, like <laughs> A's like, I will bite and then I have more to give. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you can try to put me down, but I'm here and I'm. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I think that like, you can say like, it won't be that easy or like, ding dong, the bitch is dead or I don't need you anymore. But like, you just ruined Arya's life for a while and good. <laughs> like you actually did something. Yes. As opposed to just threatening to do it. Like, you are a force to be reckoned with, and now that just solidified it. Like, now you gave them something to be afraid of. And if you're going to be the villain, you should do that. And we all know that A is the hero of the story. <laughs> that is not what I said. I, I said what I said. <laughs> I said A is the most com- effective communicator. <laughs> I said, I am not sitting here rooting for no Arya. I ain't sitting here rooting for no Spencer. And just to remind us, both me and the audience, who do you think is A? Officer Darren. You are, <laughs> you are cheering for and rooting for the white cop who murdered the teenage girl. <laughs> he is adding chaos, is he not? <laughs> Yes, I don't think that makes him rootable because it there's makes enough it, chaos other places. It makes the show fun and we are lacking in fun. That is fair. That is fair. Um, I'm still not rooting for him. I still like like we him. like the fun we have is Mona sometimes. No, because Mona's not in the show often. Maya well, sometimes. Fun. Yeah. You know, okay, so Mona every time Mona shows up. Maya sometimes when she's not in drama. And that's all the fun we get. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of fun with the the shaving cream and Toby's locker. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> yeah, but it was a little fun. Y- yes, I did laugh. <laughs> like at least it was that, and not like I don't know, like rotten meat or like you know, like at least it was like no one w- like it wasn't like A is torturing Toby. It was like, haha, here's some here's some shaving cream. This like, like like on a- another day, that's just this um senior pr- prank day. Thing. That's exactly where I was going. I was like, that would be a great senior prank. Yeah. Like, it just happened to be directed at Toby, so I don't mm-hmm. like it. Yes, I agree. Um, So now I just want to ask, the next episode, episode five. I'll also say, like, this is also the first, I don't watch previews or nothing like that, but this is also the first time I hear the title in the episode. Like, I stopped the show before it, like, shows anything. Good. <laughs> so and I don't even know go. what the title is. The next title is Reality Bites Me. <laughs> what do you think it's about ella's leaving ella's like i'm done i'm out this house and i'm taking a kid with me aria's mom is piecing out maybe she's different you think she's gonna go the way of uh Hannah's no, dad? listen whatever um aria's worst fear was is going to come true <laughs> because that's what she gets <laughs> oh you said okay <laughs> are we like, going to have any officer darren detective wilden my apologies 
Wait, it's called Reality Hits Me, right? Bites Me. Bites Me. Reality Bites Me. Maybe we will get more Jenna. We're going to get, a, I think, next episode is going to be a, not a heavy Jenna episode, but like a decently strong Jenna episode because Jenna's just torments all of them. <laughs> Just by existing. Just by existing. Just knowing she that she's alive and <laughs> yes, not suffering as much as she possibly could. Mm-hmm. It just makes those girls so uncomfortable. Which is another thing of like, I know that they're uncomfortable because they contributed to her blindness, but mm-hmm. it also speaks to the fact that like, people don't know how to behave around visibly disabled people. <laughs> and like that really bugs me a lot because like I, I know that they feel guilty and that's a majority of it but I also think oftentimes someone who is visibly disabled on a television show or movie is made to make people uncomfortable mm-hmm. like that's the purpose they serve and it's like at least this one relates to the plot a little bit but also like could you have a character with a visible disability who's entire purpose yeah. isn't just to make people uncomfortable that would be nice because like it's not like they are like some like she's just trying to live her life man or something like she is legit just trying to live their own life she's trying like, to go back it, to high school she's vibing <laughs> like, she's hanging out with her brother all the time <laughs> like she's legit just going to lunch eating her food and hanging out on porches i'm trying to get toby to take her places because she can't drive anymore because of something y'all well more allison did but y'all like enabled y'all didn't stop Mm-mm. they did try no. but they didn't succeed listen your definition of trying is being like hey this might be a bad idea i think that like spencer like actively was trying more than the rest of them mm. because she like grabbed her arm and was like you can't do this mm. And then Allie was like, no, I'm a bitch. <laughs> and then she did it anyway. Yeah. You can see it, but I still think my hair. Yeah. Um, you, you get very theatric when it comes to Allison. Because that's how I imagine her. <laughs> this 12-year-old. <laughs> this 12-year-old actress is like, but, but she's like so much better than I am. <laughs> but like I've always kind of wanted to play a mean girl mm, understood understood like I've always wanted to be Regina George a little bit um that's a mean she girl was fine reference. she was fine a- another person who added chaos yeah and you know what when she was like the world's going to shit she's like and I'm gonna burn it <laughs> she's like hell yeah let me make it worse <laughs> and then I'll play the victim uh, you know, like I'm like I can support that in a fictional con context. Regina George, though, in real life, will 100% be a Karen. Oh, 100%. Like that's why I said a fictional. <laughs> um. So any any other predictions for reality bites me? You said a little bit more Jenna. Ella's gonna leave Byron. Arya's gonna be heartbroken. Yes. Officer detective Wilden. Oh, Wilden. Yeah. Officer Wilden will be there in the episode. Uh, I 
And that's yeah. that. I think that's that. I think, oh, 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 oh. And I think we might get uh, more torment over the kiss that was taken pictures of. They didn't kiss in the home, but they No, in the photo kiss. booth. In the photo booth. Like that picture? Oh, that picture. Okay. Yeah. We're going to get more of that picture, possibly more people seeing it. Okay. So Emily's life is also going to be made hell. Honestly, she decided to work on herself. Jay, next episode is going to be the worst episode for all four of the main characters. <laughs> A has decided it is time to take action. A says, you thought you could block me. This is um, a war cry. <laughs> what if A was played by, um, oh my God, what's her name? Who are you thinking From of? From American Horror Story. Gabrielle Sabide. No. Oh. Emma Roberts. Sidibe. Emma Roberts. Yeah, where she's like, is, I is she the one the last who, of me, bitches? Is she the one who was an easy or no? I get my Emma's confused. She is no, no, no. That's Emma Stone. Emma gotcha. Roberts is um, the one who plays Chanel in. Uh, that's not American Horror Story. That's because I have not seen. Um. Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh, I know that sound. Yes yes yes. You know the you know the one where she's like I bet you saw thought you saw the last of me and in American Horror Story she's also in Coven. Um, I I know that um little scene because it was on TikTok where it was like I'm um, Chanel number one. No. Oh. Um, the door with Rachel Berry in it. Yes. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, there's a really famous GIF of Emma Roberts from American Horror Story where her character supposedly died, but she comes back to life. And she goes, I bet you saw, thought you saw the last of me, bitches. And so I was like, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if A was played by... Ah, I get it. Makes perfect sense. I, that, that tracks. Yeah. Um, but that... <gasps> wait, 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 what does this suburban mom get out of torturing more than her daughter? Besides torturing more than her daughter? Like, um, here's the sad thing. Ezra was right. She been knew about this affair, but she was just waiting for her daughter to like actually own up to something that she knew and be upfront. And to the point where she was like, you know what? I'm tired of waiting. <laughs> I'm just going to... Uh, but then what did, the did she get out of sending mean messages to all the other girls. They are all spoiled and terrible. <laughs> that is my response. <laughs> well, this, this begs the question, is A one person? Uh, oh, you think this might be a RHAP out of context situation? I didn't say that. I said, is A one person? I always just assumed A was one person. Well, pause. I, I did say I thought um last episode, I remember saying this, that I thought Ben was going to pretend to be gay. And and if we were to go with this Ella theory. Yes. Ella doesn't have motive. Yes, she does. She's she's a scorned wife. She has motive for tormenting Arya, but she doesn't have motive for tormenting the other girls. It would make more sense if she Toby. was tormenting Arya and her husband. Right. And so, but sense. Wilden potentially has motive. Ben well, you know, I think potentially he's the killer. has motive. I don't, I don't think Ben has motive. 
Well, he might have motive now that Emily broke up with him. Yeah, but it was happened before in that hand. Right, but like, if it's more than if it's more than one person, it has to be a coordinated effort. And no, and then she she probably wouldn't know immediately either, because I feel like A has to know uh, everything that went down with the sleepover. People talk. There's Google Drive. They could have a running list in a Google Doc of everything all the people in the town have done wrong. What if there's like a secret shadow council? Well, no, because um, I don't think a lot of people know about the Jenna thing. Yet. Keyword. And I think Officer Homie G knows about the Jenna thing. But it can't. So are you saying it can be Ella and Officer Darren? I'm saying it cannot be Ella because she does not know the full story. Okay, so you just and, shot your own and, theory in the butt. Okay. Yeah, because I think A has to be someone who's like not all knowing, but enough knowing. I was just trying to follow your theory to its natural conclusion. See, I just want Ella to be a more interesting character so I can be more invested because right now I'm not invested. What we need is pretty little moms. No, we don't need that. But I think it would be a more interesting show. I think it would be like a Real Housewives, but, but I don't watch shitty Housewives. children involved. Like, I, I think that like, you know how we talk about if Survivor was 90 minutes, it would be better? Yeah. I think if they made this show a full hour instead of 42 minutes. And I would like to say real quick. It had 10 I, minutes everyone... of the moms. I think that would mm-hmm. be good. But I would like to say real quick, everyone who says Survivor would be better if it was 90 minutes obviously has not been watching the challenge. <laughs> I disagree. I think, well, I don't watch the challenge, but <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I think whoever is saying Survivor should be 90 minutes is probably saying that because they watch International Survivor. Mm. And International Survivor does a better job with the storytelling within the time that they have. So we know what's possible but I don't trust American Survivor to follow through. But I know that it's possible to do a 90-minute show and do it well. Well, I've seen um, a couple of seasons of International Survivor, and their storytelling methods are uh, completely different than Americans. That's what I'm saying. Because it's different, I think we mm-hmm. will never get the storytelling quality mm-hmm. of International Survivor in a mm-hmm. 90-minute American Survivor episode. But people, the people that I've heard saying Survivor should be 90 minutes are all people who, who watch International Survivor mm. and want that quality and want that kind of storytelling for American Survivor, failing to admit that we can't get it given the current situation. No, I think we could get it. I just don't think it would be good. Well, pause. I don't think we could get it because it's on CBS. I think if it was on another platform, we could get it. Or if, it was, or if it was just like a Paranaut Puss. Um, now we're getting off topic. I think the podcast is over. I, like, pause, Jay. Imagine those people who like, is just um, searching through Spotify or our podcast or whatever for some Pretty Little Liars contest. And at the end of episode four, they're hearing two people talk about a reality show that they never heard of. From a different country, potentially. Um, so if you are one of those people listening to this podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, anywhere else that you might find us, please send in your feedback. We want to hear from you. We want to know who you think A is. We want to know if you agree with us about Toby Kavanaugh. 
that's important. We also want to know how you feel about Aria and Spencer and Emily and Hannah and all of their decisions, good, bad, and in between, because we know that most of, if not all of them are bad or in between. Mm -hmm. um, and you can send in all of your feedback or your questions for AJ and myself uh, to twosecretspod at gmail.com. That's the number two, and then the word secrets, and then pod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. Or you can uh, tweet at us, um, and our Twitter is under the Dragon Babies Podcast Network or the Brazilian Dragon Network. So you can tweet at Dragon Babies Pod, and that's babies with a Z instead of an S. AJ, uh, what are you up to, and where can people find you? Um, not up to much um, at this point in time, just sitting back watching some reality TV. But if you want to know what I'm doing at any point in time, you can follow me on Twitter at Duck and North. That's where I'll promote whatever I am doing. And you can find me on Twitter at jmanji underscore. That's J-A-Y-M-A-N-J-I underscore. Uh, and until next time, don't keep any secrets. I know. Got a secret, can you keep it? Swear this one you save. Better lock it in your pocket, taking this one to the grave. If I show you, then I know you won't tell what I said. Cause two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. We gotta come back. Jay gotta watch the episode. Jay gotta no, don't Felipe. You better not Felipe. If you do, I will fight you. I will hurt you, Felipe. This is we are not cutting this out. We are keeping that in the podcast. Cut that. All right. No.